0: What's going I'm on, sorry. everyone? Welcome. I'm going to gonna the have season. to call
1: protective services on Travis. He's getting more and more violent with himself to start the <laughs> shows. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on?
0: Oh, my God. We didn't even get the intro done. Welcome to Big Cast 277. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, And Travis is getting so hyped for the show that he's beating himself up as the intro plays. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot
2: you guys can see me with the cameras <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: Oh god. I <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. I'm sitting here laughing as the intro music is playing. Oh man. <laughs> What's going on everyone? Uh good to be here. It is December 17th this morning and this is our final podcast of 2023 as we're getting ready to take a couple weeks off after this. Uh, been a very busy year, very uh tough year. In a number of ways, but uh, in terms of gaming, a very great year. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about that today. Pretty casual show. We're going to be talking about a couple of reviews. Travis and and Hogue can actually uh, talk about Asgard's Wrath fully. We'll talk about his first ever 10 at IGN. I'm excited, Travis. A few other reviews. And then we're just going to have a casual conversation around uh, just 2023. Gaming in general, everything that's kind of gone on, things we want to see next year and in the future, stuff like that. And, of course, uh, we'll touch on Last of Us online being canceled, which, you know, Hogue is just excited to talk about because it's another PlayStation thing, you know. Um, (laughs) Before before we get there, let me introduce this lovely panel here. Mr. Uh, Self-abusive Travis. How we doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing well. Guys, I'm not abusive. It's just it's very early for me and I have to get my energy levels up. And (laughs) so, you know, my theater days, I used to give myself a quick slap on the face and get my head in the game and i do that before the show and i forget you guys are watching sometimes i'll so <laughs> look insane dan <laughs> they're lying don't believe them because you can't see i, don't think, <laughs> I can't <laughs> see
0: anything oh yeah. don't worry yeah. Yeah. there's
1: some real force behind those hits
0: yeah, yeah I'll, I'll i'll uh i'll record it from now on dan don't worry yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll Make uh, yeah i'm happy
2: to be here it was a uh-huh. great week finished up all my reviews for the year and uh <laughs> yeah it's cool happy to be here
0: Nice, nice. What shirt we got rocking today Mr. Rodriguez?
3: Wicked smart.
0: Wicked smart. Boston I presume. Oh yeah.
3: yeah. 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 I mean, you have to when you go there, right? I mean, that's <laughs> just I just kind of just, you know, assimilate to whatever's going on there. Eat a lot of lobster, yeah. you know. And there talking with yeah. a weird accent. But yeah, it was great. Boston's awesome. Um it's been yeah. a while though, Good so. Good. I'm
0: here, ready to go. If let's go. Let's go. And of course, Mr. Hoglaw himself, with, coming off, a fresh holiday episode of Lawyers and Dragons.
1: Yeah, we had a lot of fun yesterday. We fought Frosty the Snow Golem. We had a lot of good times. If you're interested in any of that, I think it's one of our best episodes ever. Check it out on the channel. Uh, We do have it all holiday themed. There's a lot of references that our Game Master made to various holiday specials and whatnot. So I think you will enjoy it. We're all new characters, uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, Travis, I have to ask. As we all know on this panel and in chat, you had a stand-up comedy career. Is mm-hmm. there some stand-up comedy uh, location or show where you were backstage hitting yourself to get ready for the for, for going on? <laughs> yes,
2: almost every show. Yeah. Hey, okay. um, what well, audience is with- coming. Yeah, live audiences can be really, really intimidating. So, yeah, I used to do um, stand up in San Jose, Oakland, some places in San Francisco. And I can be seen giving myself a quick, quick uh, pick me up right before going on stage. So, yeah, hey, I pick-me-up. like it. Yeah. Get the blood flowing.
3: Nice. Super weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you like, to be like, normal, like bro. And, stuff, and just, yeah. you were like, to you
2: know, be normal, my dude.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's not surprising, I can't remember who yeah. No, not surprising. taught me that. Oh, somebody taught me
2: that. Somebody like a, a person who teaches like performance stuff taught me to do that. They were like just like you know, hit yourself as hard as you can and it'll just like give a shock to your system, get your adrenaline going. So, I don't know. Is,
3: but do you really hit yourself it. that hard though? It looked pretty I mean, hard. Yeah. yeah, but as hard as Travis can and as hard as I can are probably two different things.
2: So <laughs> I'm not trying to knock myself out, Dan. I'm trying to wake <laughs> myself up. You Jeez. Say it's
3: hard, dude.
2: <laughs> Dan's you imagining that, uh, that sport.
0: You guys see can that sport online? <laughs> in that's what Dan yeah. does professionally, you know. Yes, someone, yeah. By the way, someone asked in a comment, Dan, that uh, you don't talk about what you do professionally. And I think that that's where we can go, is that you're a professional slap boxer. Yes, sir. Yeah. 4%.
3: <laughs> those that, of the best. I mean, I, I will wow. You can bet on those. Do you know that? Just bring my. I'm parley. sure you know that. You can bet on it. He has like a problem. How many? Like he how has many a problem. Slaps. and needs to take for a guy to drop. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I've help. actually done it. I just watched it.
0: And it was. Can someone hilarious. please get Dan a hotline? Um. He'll call right after the episode. No, no, no.
3: I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, we got a we got a few things to jump to before we get started here. So, first things first. At two at two fourteen a.m. Don Lionheart sent us a super chat and said, "Let us Whoa. know if you can." S- let us know if you can see this, or let me know if you can see this. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, yeah. If you see
3: this when the stream starts let me know for the future <laughs>
2: a, he's uh, got plans he's making yeah. plans everyone. Yeah. He's got a...
0: i don't know what don was doing at 2 15 a.m to make us think of make him think of uh Bitcast, but i appreciate you you know Thinking of
1: us. thank yeah, you don yeah.
0: thank you don uh we've got ww coming in early this morning uh in the holiday spirit and gifting five memberships on both channels So, Debbie, Debbie. thank you so much. That is fantastic. Always a big supporter. Thank you very much. Very generous. All right. Let's catch up on the rest of these Super Chats before we get into it. Google Man. Christmas. Google Man.
3: 945. Still coming in before the show. Uh, With the the five euros, with 2023 wrapping up, what upcoming uh, trends, titles, and technologies do you expect in uh, 2024? Uh, Polished off, was that 750 grams of liquid.
0: Yeah. Wow. how they measure things in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that means.
3: Uh <laughs> chiliganilla for the win. Is that what that, is that a, a type of licorice?
0: I have no idea, man.
1: I don't know. I, I think he's just calling awesome. you out. I think we have to start calling you chiliganilla <laughs> That's
0: fine. I'll get a shirt. He's a fan, Dan. Chilla Ganilla right. for the win. Uh the licorice is I? awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um Googleman, thank you so much. Uh, We're going to be talking about some of the things uh, in 2024 we want to see, so we'll definitely cover that here shortly. Uh, Thank you, as always. Uh, Fat Boy coming in early before the show, too.
3: Yeah, with the five pounds. uh, uh, More noon, brothers. Been a hot minute. Who's uh, fighting who this week? it it's just a love seen. fest
0: to be seen. Yeah, yes. it's 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 the we holiday. We never know. Episode. We're always
3: surprised too by the alliances that are
0: forged <laughs> and the <laughs> wars that are
3: fought. It's just gonna be Travis slapping himself
0: for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> there's a versus just on Travis's screen. Yeah, he's gonna put run across his face. <laughs> oh my god, Fatboy, Boy, good to see you, brother. Uh, thank you, uh, Arctic Wolf. Arnold Wolf the five pounds as
3: well. Hi, if you've been looking forward to a game for such a long time, but it got bad reviews, would you still buy it?
1: Depends on what the reviews said. You say bad reviews. What does that mean? It's it's broken. It's not fun. Or it's just a four to somebody. Because sometimes when you read the review, you can say, all right, this person cares about something I don't care about. And that's probably going to be more fun for me.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good answer. Context matters, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you read the reviews instead of just looking at scores, uh, especially if it's something that you're anticipating. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, but yeah, if it if it's something where you were hoping it'd be good and then it turns out to be King Kong,
1: then yeah, probably probably the reviews are going to save you some money there. My 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 rule is if my brother's hyping it up, assume it's going to be terrible. He just has the worst <laughs> luck. Nice. What is he
2: currently hyping up? I wanna know. I'm he
1: doesn't for the most it. part, he doesn't use that power anymore because nice he got day. burned enough times. He's but playing the he day gets, before, right? If he gets yeah. excited about something, just walk away. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Wolf, thanks so much. Uh Christopher Chetzer in the house.
3: Yeah, with a ten dollar uh super chat. Thank you, Christopher Travis. I think I've encountered a bug, possibly, in Alan Wake 2. Do you remember how to charge... I think it's
1: Asgard's Wrath As- 2. As- or is it Asgard's two. Wrath
3: 2? Okay, it is. Yeah, oh, they, this they, is they why we can't now.
1: use AW2.
3: Yeah, we yeah. got to <laughs> drop that from now on. Uh, do you remember how to charge the godly hammer? Basically, I get the chisel, but no matter what I do, I can't pick up the hammer. I'm stuck.
2: Yes, so I do know what part you're on and I, I saw some other people in the Discord during the review period talking about this and it turned out it was not a bug. There is another step you have to do. I think you have to spend some time as your non-godly form and do something before you pick up the hammer, but I, I can confirm that other people have also been confused by that part and it turned out to not be a bug. It's just like a, a puzzle with a little trick to it. So um yeah, if you're still having trouble with it i would maybe get out of god form for a little bit and run around because i think there's something somewhere else you can go or something you can do or something it's a good um, i don't, I don't life, I,
1: really get out of yeah. god form for a little bit
2: <laughs> get out of god form for a little bit and try running around as a mortal um but yeah I, I can confirm other people have talked about that and i don't i don't believe it is a bug um so yeah some somebody some other people were talking about that and if you're really having trouble with it i can put you in touch with somebody who can help you out. So. Cool. I, uh, the, disc- the the developers are extremely helpful in Discord in this game. So
3: I cool. probably missed the whole section of Alan Wake 2. So this is good. There you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get the godly hammer. I mean, come on. I did not. I did not. <laughs> yeah. There was no godly hammer in my place. Well, the thing
1: uh-huh. is, right? It's like Alan Wake 2 also hammers and Norse gods. So it's it's not True. exactly fully separate. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Chris, uh, you thank think. you for the super chat. Uh, shout out to Midnight Drury. Uh, always uh, very generous over here at SG, gifting a season gamer membership, which hilariously enough, I think, went to Travis.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it did.
0: He needs a <laughs> membership. <Yeah. laughs>
2: now I can use my own emoji.
0: we are going to put ties everywhere.
2: Ties. Uh,
0: Drury. <laughs> Drury, thanks so much. Uh, Fat Boy's back again.
3: Yeah, for another two pounds, the seasoned BDSM gaming channel. That's what we. Uh, that's what we like to do here.
0: Why are you spoiling twenty twenty four? We yeah, talked about was, this in private. You know, come on. It was going to be a lot of I'm leather, sure. like a lot.
2: <laughs> and you guys already, you guys already know my safe word. So this is
3: perfect. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! You know, we to change it up now.
0: My boy, patch. thank you very much, Debbie. Mm-hmm.
3: And Debbie with the five dollars. My birthday was on Friday. Happy birthday, Debbie! So I give uh, presents to others. I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the year. Sending love to all. Well, fantastic. It's
1: hard it's for awesome me to believe birthday. we're at the end of the year, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna have a good one.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> Debbie, that's awesome. Happy birthday! Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, same to you as well. Uh, we got a couple of member comments as well.
3: Uh, Judy, you got this. Remember, for 13 months, is that what that means? It's awesome. Yep. Uh, we've had a lot of loss this year as a family, but different kinds of gaming has helped us pull through. Thanks
1: to all of you. Well, thank you. I'm sorry okay. to hear it, and, and I'm glad that gaming is around. That's right. Yes, that's for sure, man.
0: Yeah, we, um, a little plug real quick. So, on actually, uh, we have a thing on the header called Good in Gaming, and there's several articles on there uh, about dealing with loss or escapism or. Uh, injuries, all t- all types of things with games, including a couple things we've done with um, what's your name, Rachel uh, Cohort, who is a, a you know, uh, PhD in the area of uh, believe it or not, like gaming research. So, a lot of good stuff on there, you may want to check out. Um, I've written something, a couple things myself about how gaming has helped with loss. So, yeah, uh, just a heads up on that if you didn't know, Judy, but thank you, and Eleanor,
3: very nice, Eleanor, a member for four months. Uh thank you or thanks for a great year guys. Uh it was so much fun and I'm looking forward to 2024. Uh I wonder if that's changed since the leather comments. But uh have a great <laughs> holidays wherever you celebrate.
0: We will for sure. Thank you Eleanor. Eleanor always make sure to like comment on every uh show. It's awesome. Big support. So thank you so much Eleanor. Cool. All right let's talk real quick before we jump into topics about our schedule so i said at the top of the show we're off the next two weeks so we're taking uh because of the way it's christmas eve and new year's eve are both sundays this year so we're taking those two off we will be back whatever that following sunday after the new year i haven't even looked at the days uh the seventh we'll be back the seventh the seventh will be uh obviously talking about things coming in 2024 but we're also going to make that our questions episode which i've talked about so We've been saving up the questions we've been getting from all of you. I don't know how many we're up to now. Um, but as I've said before, uh, you can leave a comment, you can DM me, or you can go on the SG Discord. We have a channel set as BitCast50Questions or whatever it is, um, where you can leave questions for us to answer. So you got a few weeks to do that, obviously, over the holidays if you want us to uh, answer anything. Um there you go. You can do that. And then the episode after that is when we're going to do the season gaming uh, honors 2023 episode where, again, we'll we'll cover normal stuff. But we're also going to do uh, all of our picks for the various categories and things like that. So a couple fun episodes when we get back in the new year. But before then, we're taking a little break. So,
1: yeah, and have a right. great holiday season to everybody. We'll miss you, but we definitely need the break, too. James and, yes. and I will cook for you. That's true. Yeah, I was gonna birthday. I was gonna mention
0: that at the end, but uh week after Christmas or the week of Christmas because Christmas is a Monday. So that week, Travis and I are gonna post uh our next cook off where we're doing the Diablo cookbook this year. We have not picked our recipes yet, or at least I haven't. I don't know if you have. Um, but we'll have some I've fun made with no it.
2: No preparation.
0: <laughs> it should be uh should be some good laughs again. Hopefully I don't catch my oven on fire a second time. We will see.
2: Um, the oven's supposed to be on fire well kind of yeah. it's the food you don't want to catch on fire <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: um all right guys hit me with asgard's wrath 2 travis your first ever 10 yes. at ign you have talked about a few games in the past maybe getting 10s but then you usually end up in uh, eight or nine range so why is this yeah. deserving of a 10
2: yeah, so a ten uh, at IGN means masterpiece. Um, the idea is that these are games that are that are breaking new ground in some major ways, and that will most likely be. Uh, examples for future titles and inspire game development um, in the future. Asgard's Wrath 2 is the first game I've reviewed at um, IGN that, that I think unquestionably meets that standard, which is to say that it breaks entirely new ground in the VR space. It's the first really successful open world RPG um, that solves all of the problems that, not problems, all the challenges that that, that specific VR medium has um, of, Giving you freedom and um, choice and co- cool RPG combat and basically reimagining all of the stuff that you would expect in like a Legend of Zelda game and I mean like the old school um, Legend of Zelda games uh, and uh, just letting you loose on the world. Um, it, yeah, and and it it does that sort of very new thing and just so happens to really knock it out of the park in all the stuff that it tries. It's combat is super fun. Um, it's exploration is surprisingly deep. It's got lots of uh, RPG mechanics, whether it's crafting weapons or recipes or food or going fishing or uh, leveling up your, using your skill points to level up each of your four different uh, mortal hero characters and your five companion characters that you recruit um, and all that stuff. Um, and it's got a decent story too. Uh the, you know you can you can get into um so yeah it it just you know i I think when vr became a thing we all assumed that someday where there was going to be big rpgs that fulfilled everything we thought they were, they were going to be in in vr and i think uh asgard's wrath currently its sequel is the standard the gold standard for uh what that could could be like and so Half-Life Alex is the other game I've talked about as, as being like, if I had reviewed that game 10 out of 10, um, and I think Half-Life Alyx is the gold standard for um, linear, story-focused uh, shooters, right? But it's a 8-hour game. It does one thing it uh, keeps it kind of laser-focused on that, and Asgard's Wrath is sort of the equivalent um, in the open-world RPG space, um, and it's incredibly impressive. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got a meta quest two or meta quest three highly recommend it meta quest three it actually comes with that headset if you if you buy it before like the end of january or something like that so um, definitely if you're getting one of those for christmas uh highly recommend booting that thing up um but it's super cool man i put 91 hours into it before the review and i've since gone back and played more of it um which really speaks for itself in terms of how cool that game is um it does some really cool things, man. I've just started started to really dive into its a completely optional roguelite mode as well, which comes packed in with the game as sort of just a side distraction to do. But you can spend a ton of time exploring that area and you can carry rewards from that roguelite mode over to the main campaign. Um, and you can set scores and leaderboards. It also has an asynchronous multiplayer component like in a Dark Souls where... When you die, you can leave a, a spectral uh, ghost of your character behind to either help other players or to attack them as sort of a mini boss. And you get rewarded based on how good they do. So if you decide to leave a a, a vengeful ghost to attack the player, uh, you'll get rewarded if that ghost kills other players. Um, so it's just got it's it's got so much stuff in it, man. It's very surprising um, and cool. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 my first ten because I think it it's pretty hard to argue that it's not a masterpiece. I mean, it it blows everything that VR has accomplished, especially in this genre, out of the water. Um, it's super fun all the way through, and um, it's also just impressive that it runs on a wireless headset, mm. which is I mean, it's a it's a it essentially runs great. A, yeah, it runs great, and it's essentially a phone strapped to your face, right? That's the MetaQuest Quest Three's uh, hardware, so um it's just really impressive stuff man and uh being completely i also reviewed another vr game this week which was on the psvr2 and obviously it runs a lot games run a lot better on the psvr2 because they're hooked up to a console that's got some power behind it but the cord kind of sucks still i mean if you're playing an action game where you have to spin around using snap turning Uh, obviously solves that problem, but it's just a very different vibe when you're completely wireless and you can kind of spin in place and do combat dynamically as you're um, getting surrounded by lizard folks. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's, it's pretty cool, man. And Hogue, I know you're playing it. So thoughts? I
1: am playing it. I can talk about it a little bit. I can't talk about it as fulsomely as Travis, because I am in the first area in Egypt still, but um, I will say this. It is immersive, god of war crossed with Legend of Zelda, like Ocarina of Time era. And if that sounds good to you, that's why I got a 10. That's that's why it is as interesting and as fun as it is. Um, its combat is good. It is challenging, certainly for someone with a somewhat iffy left arm, since the very first mortal character at least is... Left-handed ish. They have two weapons, so you use them both, and the sword is on the left hand. But it's oh, I moved it. it. Well, I I switch it from time to time. But I mean, we don't have to go into the details here. But the problem with the VR controllers for me is that pushing the joystick really pulls my index finger, and that mm. tends to grab the sword back. So that's Got that's it. a that's a hog problem. That is not likely <laughs> to be a you problem, uh, but it's challenging and fun in a way that VR usually just kind of hand waves at. So like the combat is real. You're really throwing the ax and calling it back like you're Kratos. You're really swinging the sword. The parry system is essentially an active swing at an attack coming in and all with graphics that are pretty darn impressive, honestly. And I have to say, having played both the PSVR two and the quest three, I tend to like the visuals on the Quest 3 a little bit better. I suspect that's the lenses I like better um, rather than like the raw polygonal power in the system. But I don't think there's as big of a difference as Sony would certainly like there to be with the PSVR 2 in terms of the experiences I'm having with the games. Probably because of the lenses, I would say. But the Quest 3 is great. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's going to take me way longer than Travis to get through this game. And if I have any disagreement with Travis at all, it's that... My tendency as a VR player who really enjoys VR is to prefer VR toys, VR experiences, tactile experiences that are shortish. There's a Super Chat Ains that I know asked what VR Mm -hmm. games we would recommend. And one of the ones that I wanted to recommend that I always recommend to everybody is Job Simulator, which is a game from Alchemy. I like all their games. So Job Simulator, Vacation Simulator, and Cosmonious High. But all of those games really are very small toy box like experiences that allow you to interact on a tactile basis with a VR environment that don't kind of immerse you in a 90 hour open world RPG. I'm still going to have to see how I feel about a gigantic VR experience because honestly I haven't, I haven't really had one. I've had the closest thing that I can think of to that is the kind of conversions you're, your uh, Resident Evil Resident
2: Evil's yeah
1: um that got converted into VR games that are longish but a game that's solely built for that is remarkable and I'm looking forward to immersing myself in it but I can tell you I only play it about an hour at a time because my arms get tired honestly
2: yeah it is actually uh, <laughs> physically demanding um and uh, to address the, the your first uh, comment about combat being hard i played it on the hardest difficulty the entire time i've i actually haven't even tried the other difficulties and it is legit hard like it like you will get surrounded by guys and they gang up on you with ranged weapons and you're just like sweating it out especially if you go into the roguelite mode where it's intentionally supposed to get harder and harder as you go there's some by comparison, I'm motor. thinking
1: of dialing it down to story mode so there you yeah, go yeah, yeah. so about Travis and Hogue.
2: Yeah. And, and st- I think, I think that's totally fine by the way. Oh, cause I mean, for you, it's kind of a, an extension of PT and we were talking about that uh, uh, the, earlier this week. But yeah, I, I think um, it, it's, it's good that it has that option because as you said, like sometimes combat is kind of hand waved in VR games and it's just sort of like swing the sword and it's kind of got like a, a power fantasy vibe to it uh, that I think Asgard's wrath eschews. Um, so th- I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, And then in terms of the game being long, I also, when I was like a hundred hour RPG, I was like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to be interesting for hundred hours. And the cool thing about that game is because you play a God possessing other mortals every 15, 20 hours or so, they completely change the game by giving you a new character with entirely new feel to it. So after you've played for like 15 or 20 hours as the standard sword and shield character, suddenly they put you in in a completely different character who is a river naiad who uses uh aquatic sea creatures as her arsenal so she's got an octopus that's a harp and a bow and she's got an eel wrapped around her arm with a its tongue sticks out to be a sword and she's got a little squid that she throws out and it becomes a turret that destroys things and like every time you think like, okay, I get this game. I know everything about it. They just like throw out the old rule book and give you a completely different character. And so it kind of just like keeps reinventing itself to the point where it feels like four completely different games. Like even after three characters, when I get to the end, you play a, a dead character who has all these like necrotic powers. And one of them is you have to learn to grab your own face you rip off your own decapitated head and you throw it at things <laughs> to possess them. And so you're like getting to this point where you're just like, bro, what is this game? Like I just, you know, it, they they just do such a good job at uh completely changing the rules. Um,
1: yeah, and I think even within, so. even within the one character, it's like when you first get that God mode, that's a completely different way of playing the game, right? So we talked about it earlier in this video. You have to get off of God mode for a minute is that, these mortals can go back to your celestial form and you get this kind of diorama view of the level where you solve puzzles from on high and then you go back to possess the mortal and have them go through it. Uh, And it's really, really effective to keep things kind of different as as you go through. And I think that's one of the things that Travis, at least in my experience with him, has tended to respond to very positively, which is this kind of continuing surprise and delight. And Asgard's wrath seems to be very much on that we're going to do something new and different that you weren't expecting even shorter than 15 hours every half hour or so. And that is very motivating to continue to play in VR until you're tired and you say, I need to sit down um, yep. and that's me, but you know, Hey, I had a medical year, so we'll, we'll yeah. see how we do in the future. And, and in fairness, I think most people
2: are going to experience it more similar to how you are playing the game, Hogue, because the MetaQuest three for all of its virtues has a pretty short battery life. I think without the, um, extended battery. I think the most you can really get out of it is like two and a half hours in Asgard's Wrath or something like that. I think I was getting on average like three and a half with the elite, you know, uh, strap with an extended battery in it. Um, and I, the only way, a way I was able to just binge this game was because I own two MetaQuest threes and I was hot swapping them and charging one and playing on the other and then picking it up and and p- carrying on from the other headset. Uh, which I do not think is. Yeah, it's dedication, but I don't think it's uh how it was intended to be played. Um and uh yeah, I think most people will probably play this in small bites. And I just think uh the 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 answer that Asgard's Wrath offers of how do you create an open world RPG in VR and keep that fresh is just make a whole bunch of uh kind of mini adventures in there that feel completely different and then introduce mechanics as those adventures go on so that you keep feeling like you're doing new stuff um cheeseworks asks is asgard's wrath a system seller for me absolutely i mean if you're if you're not in vr and you have to pick a headset like i i think uh it's really hard to argue that um, the MetaQuest 3 doesn't have the best games right now. It's got Asgard's Wrath 2 as an exclusive made by their now first-party studio, which they bought after the first Asgard's Wrath uh, came out. And then uh, it's got um, Assassin's Creed Nexus, which I think is a damn good game uh, that came out this year. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I mean, they they seem to be the platform that is taking VR more most seriously, uh, whereas you see kind of like meal investments from other companies or in xbox's case uh none at all and so yeah if you're if you're gonna get into it i i, I would say it's hard to argue against the metaquest 3 and i mean for me it's a system seller like i would i would if i didn't already have a, a, a metaquest 3 and somebody told me about this game i would want it um so yeah i think yeah, so so
0: we yeah we've gotten uh, quite a few questions we'll get the super chat because uh we kind of already tackled it but we'll yeah tackle it anyway you're on mute, Dan.
3: I just—I said was saying that while you were saying that, <laughs> I muted myself. Uh, 200 the, the krona again. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm getting the MetaQuest Three, my first VR. Can you give me a couple of must-have game recommendations? Uh, not Alan Wake Two is on the list, <laughs> and of course, Beat
0: Saber. Beat Saber, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Beat Saber. Yep, that was one that was actually prescribed to me for my physical therapy. Beat Saber is a great game. Great Asgard game. Wrath Two is a great game, but. I mean, understand that it is a big investment. It is, I, I don't anticipate basically ever seeing the end, um, but I'm having fun with it, and it's immediately more compelling. I know I'm going to get in trouble for even saying this. It's immediately more compelling than than God of War Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> and I say that because you're dealing with Loki, again, for those that don't know any of Asgard's Wrath. It's Loki's the big trickster god, and you're dealing with him as part of the plot, I won't say anymore. Uh, and so it has a lot of things that are, Similar to God of War, it's clearly kind of inspired by God of War a little bit, and you feel like you're in God of War to some important extent. But I enjoy it more than I enjoy Ragnarok, and we'll talk about Ragnarok, I think, as part of our conversations today. Yeah,
0: I've got because we've got uh, Valhalla to talk about. Um, I know uh, a couple other people posted in chat too. I, I, Moss one and two are always big recommendations. Moss. great, great games. games, yeah, great games, yeah, fist um, of whip is super.
1: To go with my recommendation of the toy experiences, which I really like in VR. I also like the diorama um, adventure games. So that's your mosses. There's one called like um, down the rabbit hole that I like a lot. Um, and these are the games where you're kind of sitting there watching events happen and you can control them with your joystick. So moss, your little mouse uh, down the rabbit hole. You're essentially an Alice figure in Wonderland. Uh, I like those a lot in VR as well. Those are things that have worked out. Asgard's Wrath two is kind of a new ball of wax. Yeah. Um, I also uh, recommend
2: uh, I Expect You to Die, numbers one through three. All right, that's if not nice. The, if you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're, uh, if you're in Star Wars, there's also Vader Immortal, uh, <laughs> which is a three part series that I recommend. Pistol um, Whip's a blast. Pistol Whip is S tier for sure. Uh, great game um
0: we yeah i think about i've made a, around mini golf if you want to just play yeah, mini golf walk yeah walk about yeah walk about, about mini Sorry,
2: great yeah. great game um yeah I, I think i've made a ton of recommendations for vr in the past but uh yeah there's oh god what's that red matter red matter one and two great games nice. I'm so um
0: curious. i did then, uh yeah. I, I forgot to tell you i did download knock the competitive like nice uh like Notch. rocket actually like yeah, yeah. game with yeah, the bow and arrow. I was, I was playing that uh last week it was pretty cool man
2: yeah that's a cool game uh and then also <laughs> it, you actually can play um, half-life alex on your meta quest you just have to have a pc to jump through some hoops yeah you gotta jump through some hoops but you can actually play it on your quest and you can play it wirelessly using um, Steam's got like a VR wireless link that can link to third-party headsets. And then uh, also the MetaQuest has its own like a uh, PC wireless link thing that you can use as well. So, you know, you have to have a PC to run at, um, Half-Life Alyx on it. So that is a barrier. But if you if you have a, a PC available to you, that opens up a lot of doors certainly to other stuff you can play that is outside of the uh, MetaQuest ecosystem. So...
1: My number one recommendation continues to be Job Simulator. I like that as a entry point into VR and seeing what you like. It simulates multiple different jobs. So you get a lot of different toy spaces to interact with. Um, And it's one of my favorites.
0: Sorry, I am uh, bouncing through a bunch of different browsers here. So someone, uh, thank you Marvin for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, Someone asked where Tide's picks were. And I said, uh, she didn't send any this morning. It turns out she did send some, but If you weren't aware, uh, X, Twitter, X, whatever uh, notification system is pretty much completely broken at this point. Um, So it's it's an absolute disaster. And so even searching my profile and searching my notifications, even though she tagged me, um, they don't show up. So (laughs) it's uh, it's kind of a disaster trying to keep up with things on uh, on that stupid platform nowadays. But uh, I do have them here if I can find them. So Ty, shout out to you We always like to cover these at the start of the show But like I said, I didn't see them We got the Christmas theme this morning, boys Nice Oh,
2: t- oh. sorry They uh, I, get, I get the headset really went for a certain style With three out of four of these And then I feel like Dan got put into You know He was, he, he yeah. was The artist was in a depressive mood For Dan <laughs> That's
3: Art Griswold, man. Yeah, he look he, lo-
2: oh. he looks like uh Walter White during the holidays. It's a pretty yeah. good look for him. Good yeah.
0: for him. I like that behind Hogue, you know, it is a bear, obviously, but I'm picturing it as the gingerbread man is back uh to haunt Travis oh, for another week.
1: I'm glad that you guys enjoyed gingy. thought <laughs> about that
0: thing.
2: Yeah, I know I'm I'm looking uh like not a child. I've even got some facial hair, it looks like a chin strap, which Super is weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um I'm also holding coffee, it looks like, which is also not like me. That's 100%. Ah, it's just assume it's herbal tea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't drink that either.
0: Yeah. Uh, the tie over the sweater. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, they
2: really went for it there, didn't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tide. Sorry for missing that. Like I said, it just didn't show up at all. So sorry about that. But thank you, as always.
1: I have what co-counsel calls to my daughter's embarrassment, Hocho. What that's hot that, chocolate. Uh,
0: oh. Hocho. I've never heard Ho-cho. that before.
1: I, I don't uh, think anybody uses it except my wife. I guess the Tide <laughs> sent some alternate. Uh,
0: Tide's alternate picks are always fantastic, too. Hilarious. I just look like I'm
2: <laughs> unhinged. Why didn't she choose that one, we wonder? Why indeed. Um.
0: Well, uh, so Asgard's Wrath sounds amazing, so that's great. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I'll touch real quick on Ragnarok Valhalla. Uh so this is the free expansion for God of War Ragnarok that released uh announced at the game awards released this week or last week. Um, Alex reviewed it for us. I think the most surprising thing about this is I edited his review on Thursday or Friday. Was um it seems like a lot of people are going into this. And if you read the reviews, it's completely not what was expected. So they sold this as a roguelike free mode basically that they added to Valhalla which it is from his review however uh it's surprising a lot of people because it's apparently 8 to 10 to 12 hours long it has cutscenes and story elements that tie not only to Ragnarok but to prior God of Wars all the way back to God of War 3 and Ascension and he actually said that In his review that in many ways, he prefers this experience to a lot of Ragnarok itself because it distills down the good parts of of Ragnarok, which is like the combat and the the storytelling to a degree, I guess, if you like that, uh, and takes away the puzzles and kind of the meaningless walking around. Um, So he really, really enjoyed this, gave it a very high score. Um, and I saw that other sites are kind of doing the same. They're just kind of being blown away that this was a random free update that just kind of dropped. Um, so I haven't played it, but from our review and talking to Alex about it, it seems to be a lot more substantial than people were thinking it was going to be. It is. Which is cool. I mean, that's great. You love to see
1: that. Yeah. I'm, I'm unclear as to what the business strategy of Sony is on this kind of thing, because it's significantly bigger than you would expect for a free DLC, and yet they're out there canceling other projects. I, Sony, I know I get a lot of crap online for not loving their business decisions this year and the last year, but I don't know how anybody can look at how they've been operating and say, yes, they're making wise choices. This seems like something you can sell pretty easily and continue to get good reviews, and I don't know why they didn't believe in it or they thought it was a good idea to put it out free.
0: I just appreciate the fact that you are arguing for free DLC to be paid. I think that's.
1: Yeah. Funny. I'm, I'm arguing <laughs> companies to know their value.
0: I know. It's just funny. That's all. It's just funny. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I, I think it's great that it's a, a free DLC and the fact that it gives players who maybe were um, a little bit. Um, Underwhelmed. Uh, tested by the stories kind of pacing to play a, a version of it where. You can kind of get rid of that because I'll be honest, I still haven't finished that game. It's on my list of things to finish over the holiday. But like I, yeah, I mean I I kind of how stopped. Far are you? I to, do you
0: know I got
2: to the part where um I still don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I'm playing as a different character and it's boring.
0: Well, you, I, I'll say if this. If it's right? the one I'm thinking of, you still got a ways to go. I mean, there's I've oh, got, got a lot
2: of ways to go, but I, yeah. I, I can tell I'm not even close to done. But I'm like so bored. I mean, this is what happens in games where the pacing is slow, is like I'm the type of guy where if I'm not getting paid to do it and you're not respecting my time, I'm out, dude. I just can't I can't deal with it. And so God of War is like one of those games where it's just like you know, every couple minutes, it's like, "Oh, we love our writing," and I'm just like, "Dude, I, I'm out of here. I can't." So, I do want to finish it though, just because you know it's one of those games everybody talks about all the time. So,
1: I I will say yeah. on Valhalla that it is more focused than Ragnarok, but it is still long-winded and self-serious. Uh, the no. cutscenes are still long. They're still overly written, and you better care about these people because otherwise, you're not going to be super engaged and it's a lot more storytelling and cutscenes than you would expect for what amounts to a kind of little Hades roguelite thing there's a lot of talking and a lot of even remembering like what the heck happened at the end of Ragnarok which is now a year old oh right? no um, it's an immediate I have to, i have to beat the campaign first as we're told me yes and it'll give you the warning before you try to start it because no. it starts immediately after and everybody talks to you about the choices made at the end of the game yeah. and etc and I'm sitting there going like all right what What was the last thing that that character said that I am now being referenced as if it happened two minutes ago? And it took me a second to even bounce back in there. So if it goes back to God of War 3 or God of War original recipe or anything
0: else, it really tests uh, me. Yeah, Rick, uh, who uh, I know really enjoyed Ragnarok, we've talked about it, uh, is uh, agreeing. Basically, it goes way back. He said it absolutely should have been like $20 expansion. Um, He's not complaining that it's free, of course. But yeah, it's it's got a lot in it. Um, Free is
1: great. I just want developers to be able to feed their families. Uh, and I don't know that management is making good choices as to what they're spending money on and what they're not and what they're looking for revenue from and what they're not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting reading that because I didn't plan on playing it. And then uh, Alex reviewed it. And I, I, like I said, I was editing it. And as I'm reading it and kind of going through it, I'm like, wow, this sounds pretty crazy. So that's that's cool. Dan, I know you even you were mixed on Ragnarok to a degree. You going back to this one? No. Maybe
3: sometime. I have no, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, 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 it isn't like roguelites, though, right? That, that's true, too. That's true, but it, it's, it's more like, I don't know. From what I've read, it's kind of just like the, the ending to this story, right? The last two games, I guess, you know, and that's yeah. basically all I know about it. Tie some uh, things up. Yeah, tie some stuff up and kind of, you know, Ends that, that that season, I guess, of, of Kratos. So maybe he'll go somewhere else. I don't know. I, I I have no interest in it right now. There's other games I can be playing. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's there's there's still a lot more out there. I'll play another round of Baldur's Gate 3 before I do that.
0: So. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you have started, and we talked about this before the show, because I know when Starfield yeah. released and the three, me, Travis, and Ho were playing it, uh, you were waiting. But you said you jumped into Starfield uh, a couple weeks ago. You've got about forty hours into it now. Yeah. How how you feeling? Eh, I
3: mean, it's it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 like nothing I expected. In like, yeah. but also kind of what I expected. You know, like like I it's, it's not like really a Bethesda game, right? It's 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 not what I'm used to. And I'm not talking about the bugs. they're really, I didn't really have a whole lot of them. But like with 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 games like Skyrim and Fallout, uh, this is different. It feels really, really empty. and there's a lot of like s- I know it's space, but it's there's it's too much. Like they like they could have like really consolidated, I think that whole thing. Like I think they they tried to go for this gigantic, you know, oh, you can go to the thousand planets and this and this I don't think you really needed to do that uh because it's 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 not there's no real payoff for it there's a lot of repeating like side quests and stuff like that that i don't really like but i love 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 the shipbuilding part that's my favorite part um so far i think it's super cool it's it's really kind of a grind to get all the stuff you need and get you know get to that point i really really dislike the fact that that is so good and so well (laughs) implemented and then the actual fighting and like star battles like are so kind of boring. In this little kind of, they're, they're kind of they're all in orbit, right? Like, and they're just they're not. Yep, it's super weird. They like they implemented into the system that 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 was really well done, and then they kind of used it for meh. You know, a lot of loading, a lot of a lot of weird screens and stuff. I, I don't understand that stuff, but. I also got screwed over because i, I had to start over because uh <laughs> i had like a bounty and then i i just didn't want to deal with like trying to forward progress the story you know like i couldn't get anywhere until i paid this stupid thing off and i was like that's pretty big so i'm just gonna start over and not be a <laughs> dickhead right right off the bat that was and that that went much better like I said, there you I mean, go. only i only wasted about five or six hours doing that but i mean it, it's it's just weird like there's no like soul to that game it's a soulless game i guess like it's that that's my biggest problem like skyrim and fallout done by the same people it has that like that like kind of you know you walk around you know whatever it is you know and and, and there's there's stuff that kind of happens there's you know things that kind of take your attention there's other stuff like that there's and it just doesn't have like an atmosphere that is is that I'm used to with Bethesda games, you know, and, and like, I don't know, man, it's just, there's something missing from it and I'm going to keep playing and I'm going to keep pushing and, and keep going, but it's just, it's just kind of hollow at the moment, which sucks because this is my December game.
0: Yeah. I was going to say like, you got a couple weeks before we come back. So I'll be interested to hear where you're at when we get back from the holiday because I've got about 40 hours in it and I want to go back to it at some time. Um, And I've talked about really enjoying my time with it, but similar to you feeling like I think when we did that question a few months ago, right, I said, if I could have made any choice this year on a big game, it would have been that Starfield would have had maybe, you know, three to five planets that were fully fleshed out big open world areas rather than this kind of hopping to mostly barren places with a few cities spread throughout it's it just it feels disjointed I think is the word I use to me um, that doesn't make it a bad game I actually really enjoyed my time with it and I want to go back to it and I think as with most of these games from Bethesda it's probably only going to get better and better over time which is awesome yeah I think um, so, so I too. think this game will be played for years and years like the rest of their catalog but it, it I, I wanted to ask you because I have such there's such a huge dichotomy of of opinions about Starfield, uh, and it, it just feels like you know. There's so many. There's people that are down here. There's people that are way up here, and everything in between. And I love talking to people about it because I was talking to Wally, our my buddy over at uh, Nerd Chat, early in the week, and he. It's a ten for him. It's like his favorite game of the year. He's got like hundreds <laughs> of hours into it. Absolutely adores it. And, you know, that's great. That's fantastic. And then, um, you know, you talk to other people and it's like, man, I didn't dig Starfield at all. And they dropped after maybe like 20 hours. And it's just it's such a huge kind of ambitious game in many ways. Uh, It it just strikes very differently for people. Um, So,
3: yeah, I think I think they they did too much, which sounds stupid. But there is there's a point where you, you don't have to keep pushing and understand what they want to do. This is not Skyrim in space you know i don't even know if they actually sold like that sold that or if that was you know more like media outlet stuff but it's not that it's 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 i don't feel as connected as i'd like to to everything that's going on because there's so much of it and it's just all over the place all over the place i mean even i don't know man like i've seen the same like outpost and done that same mission like probably five times know it's the exact same outpost like i'm talking like i okay i just you know went over here and then like and then it looks exactly the same it's i don't know if it's got the same exact loot and stuff but it's the same kind of thing you know i've done several quests where it's just Mm -hmm. like hey go find this person and tell them you know and bring them do this bring them back or tell them that we're doing this and i've done that over and over and over and over again those are those and they don't it's not like i'm rolling in loot or anything It's, it's you don't get a whole bunch of you know there's just no, there's not that thing. Like when you play like Red Dead Redemption 2, and I hate to compare the two, but I mean, you know, like if something happens while you're riding your horse somewhere, it's just kind of like, oh, hey, look, this guy got bit by a snake. I'm going to go suck out the poison. And, you know, later on you find him and he gives you a free gun. You know, it's it's stuff like that. I don't, I haven't got a lot of that. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's, think, it's... I
2: think what you're describing, Dan, is something that I definitely experienced with that game, which is that there's a lack of sense of discovery because you're basically just fast traveling to all of the important stuff. And so there's not that moment where like you're kind of discovering things on the way that that's pretty rare in that game. Um, And you kind of have to seek out. It feels like they put all of the like stuff that happens organically in a separate part of the game, which is all the planets that are not on the critical path. But when you do that alone, it just feels like you're wandering pointlessly waiting for something cool to happen like um, been yeah and the,
3: fallout in skyrim though you yeah find yeah exactly age, you yeah find a you find a, a another group of settlers you know just randomly as you're going to your other place you know, yeah traveling to well, i think that's or whatever
0: to that point is yeah. why i said i think it would have yeah. been better with three to five large right. something way smaller world out spaces Outer yeah. worlds yeah.
2: i think is a better example of of exactly what we're talking about yeah uh, which is like that because they made it so big they lost some of that organic discovery stuff that people like and there's there's still pockets of it like if you're in um new atlantis you still get that sense of like discovery where you're like oh like stuff's happening i'm encountering random like side quests and stuff but it only happens in those critical path areas and for me it was like the first 10 hours was tough because i think that game just has like a really rough like intro and then after that it was like 50 hours of awesome when you're doing like the main faction quests and you're doing the critical path and you're like getting into the really good meat and then everything after that, it really has a margin of diminishing returns where it doesn't feel like a Skyrim or Fallout where you can just keep playing and keep finding things to do. The drop-off is steep where, to the point where you're just like, oh man, I, I, I've I, now played too much of this game and I'm not really liking it. And I, I don't know if you guys got the uh, Xbox years in the in review uh, this year, but yeah. Starfield was my second most played game on Xbox, which is where I play a lot of my games. Uh, Diablo. Diablo diablo (laughs) nice you'll never Um, guess
0: mine so don't even try
2: uh halo infinite was his number one (laughs) game uh my number one game too and then do you guys know what my number one game was it's a sad answer on the xbox yeah destiny It is Destiny. Sad answer. (laughs) It's a sad answer. And I didn't think it was going to be this year because I played so much of other games and I kind of didn't play Destiny at all. And then I forgot I reviewed Lightfall this year. I forgot that I did that (laughs) because Lightfall did come out and I did have to put like 150 hours into that. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And I also did a guide for Destiny's raids and stuff this year. So, yeah, I I guess I played a lot of Destiny. Uh, But yeah, number two, right behind that, it's like not very far ahead. Um, right be, right behind that is Starfield. 227 hours, I think, is what it said. Dear
1: Lord. wow! Yeah. I can agree with some of this. I really like Starfield. There's a couple of reasons that I like it a lot. One of which is tone. right? I really hate the outer world cynicism and kind of goofy satire uh, of space exploration. Yeah, and that works better for Travis. So if you like <laughs> that does. more, absolutely. Libertarianism Starfield is,
2: in space. Let's go.
1: Starfield is closer to a kind of Star Trek utopia kind of explorers out there and especially the faction that you join constellation is just exploring for the sake of it when you start the game and that's not terribly compelling as a kind of impetus to start missions but i think it is a fun place to be in in a universe i like to explore and i think that there is more out there in the dark of space than maybe Travis and to some extent Dan are giving it credit for, which is that missions do pop up. There are pirates and there are AI ships and there are things that happen when you're out there. And I also think that the job system, which you need to keep resources, is designed to kind of ping you to places that are good for outposts or that have interesting stories or that are cities that you might not have otherwise found in a way that gets you to places that are more likely to have some of that kind of organic storytelling sandbox feel. Is that perfect? No. And I think that's what people react to, which is that a lot of the game is hold X to light speed warp and and hold X to land and all this thing where it could have been, I think, with a little bit better tech, a more organic feeling experience, more feeling like you're flying into these places and No Man's Sky. And I think that would do a lot to help it. Uh, It doesn't bother me because I'm always kind of playing video games Mm -hmm. as a stage play, right? It's always magic tricks and behind-the-scenes things that are happening. So I can accept load screens and, oh, now I'm around this planet and there's a pirate fight and I can fight it and it's in this small arena and that's fine. But I think people react to what they wanted was a, a broader feeling game. And I love how much story and character is seemingly around every corner in the in in the Starfield universe. Yes, you have New Atlantis, which has I don't even know how many quests. But then you can go to a <laughs> random planet in the Sol system, and you jump upon a uh, like a uh, Colonial Williamsburg type space base, and you have a whole bunch of stuff happen there that you weren't expecting. And I love that. Like it, it feels like you can stumble into not just a cowboy on the side of the road, but like a whole Bethesda area with a whole set of quests and all these planets have what I think of as kind of world quests that take you to different places and and help change some significant factor on the planets themselves. I enjoy all of that. Now I haven't gotten to the end point, Travis, where you say like things fall off. I don't know, but to me, a Bethesda game, you talk about Skyrim The beauty is in finding the shiny thing and going into that cave and discovering a a story about monks trying to summon a dragon or whatever, and not the main quest or the plot line. Because Skyrim, I couldn't tell you if you paid me money right now what happens in Skyrim on the main quest.
2: I can. The story's
0: Story's not good.
2: It's not good. I can explain it in great detail. Probably with the DLC. <laughs> What's up, guys? Elder Scrolls Master here. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> my show. It's um, your boy,
0: Travis. Talking it's Skyrim. It's boy. <laughs>
2: get ready, guys. We're going to talk about uh, the Devourer of Worlds.
1: Yes, let's talk know. about dreamscape. <laughs> let's talk about yeah, Nirn. Dude.
2: Let's go. Dude, we're going to talk about the plane of Nern, dude. You guys don't even understand, homie.
0: <laughs> uh, let me get this uh, super chat from Green Thumbs here, talking on our topic. Oh, green
3: Thumbs. I know a lot of people don't connect uh, with Starfield, but I love it in particular. I love uh, Inzer's score.
0: Inzer, yeah.
3: Nine, okay, whatever. The NASA punk art direction and the sound design—it's my favorite game of this year.
0: And that's fine. I really I do like, love the
3: music day. and the art. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'd yeah, yeah. The design game. is
0: great, no doubt. Yeah, and
2: I, I don't, I don't know that anybody here is arguing that it's a bad game. Like to know, me, to me, it's it is like a seven out of ten, right? Maybe oh, an boy. eight out of. 10. Oh boy. And I think that is a completely like we were talking about this Um about what was the other game that that uh, you were playing, uh Hogue, last week. Cyberpunk. We so, was it Cyberpunk? No, it was something where we were saying seven out of ten time well spent. You know, we were making that argument. Avatar. Like, oh, Avatar, Avatar uh, thank you. Uh, exactly. Fallen. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, yeah, Lords of Lords of the Fallen or Avatar Frontiers of Pandora where it's like, look, it doesn't break ground or do anything that like completely blew me away, but it does enough stuff well to where it's like it's fun. You can play through it. I think that it has a lot of flaws. And I don't think yeah. that it got anywhere near to the like explosive expectations of like this is the greatest RPG ever made, which is what Microsoft themselves were saying before launching the game. Is which it I time think for me to talk mistake. about Elden Ring. Which I think was a mistake. Yeah. RPGs uh, the, the RPGs, RPGs RPG. Well, it is an RPG, yeah
1: no
0: come on but, we're not see,
2: nobody, nobody can agree on the definition of an rpg and it, it kills me man it kills me yeah. um it's a jrpg according to their own japan that's what they called yeah. it a jrpg
1: yeah. i don't know what um, to tell you guys i like starfield <laughs> i'm probably an eight and not a seven but i, I think it is give a lot
2: of it is a totally fine score I i'm confused by the
1: nines and tens i'm like i mean i yeah. think you could really connect with the universe and the storytelling to, to pop to a nine to me the the issues are that the fighting isn't punchy enough you, you go between starfield and cyberpunk and you see a vast difference in how the combat feels at this point in cyberpunk 2.1
0: i said that uh, like a few months ago by the way
1: yeah well it's the truth if you yeah. bounce between those games you're like oh right like that's gunplay and then you go back to yeah. starfield and you're like well that's kind of a laser pointer, and then the pirates fall down, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, uh, but it's not super compelling. I don't really need compelling combat as a like necessary ingredient to my RPG. But they're certainly better if they have it.
3: Then um, why put it in? No, I mean if that, if you're gonna do it, then do it no right. No combat. Is your suggestion? I mean,
2: <laughs> no, I mean no, Dan's I right.
1: I mean, but if they did their best. I don't think that they deliberately had it be less punchy than Cyberpunk and and not as effective as other shooters. I I just think that's where it wound up, and I think that's a justifiable reason to say, well, that's not as high a score that I would like. I also think that they had trouble with the user interface and the clunkiness of the colony building and the ship building. I'm glad that you really connected with it, Dan. It is freaking yeah. hard. I feel like I need to take a course. I love
2: it. the ship building, but you do have course. to it was, learn it. You it have to Travis's... you have to take like a Excel course. Did you watch my guide, Dan? I did.
3: I sure did. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: that's why that. you like it. I, I have to watch <laughs> well, Travis's I mean, guide.
1: I did all the work again.
2: for him. It was, it he is did. frustrating to learn, but like, is, once you learn definitely. it, you're like, this is pretty good. I kind of dig it. It's nice. Yeah.
1: See, and I. this is nothing against Travis. I don't like guides. I don't like the concept of having to need outside material to work with your game. Oh, yeah, no I one don't likes
2: either. guides you know what i mean guides are a necessary evil but they it sucks that they have to exist and usually it's a shortcoming of like game design or explaining yeah. how your game works and yeah it's not great if you need
3: them so so while i was playing starfield I was
0: thank you area. green thumbs for the super chat by the way yeah, yeah. thank you very much appreciate you
1: i like starfield I, I, a lot we're adding to my pile of things that i can get yelled at for in this episode <laughs> i like starfield a lot yeah don't do it i've played a. have been kind
3: of saying i've been playing Playing Ever Space Two, kind of oh okay here and there, came out this year. So I've been playing, kind of playing it side by side, and I finished it the other day. It's probably top five this year for me now. It's, nice. it's such a fun game. Like like I love space combat. That's that's my biggest you know one of my favorite you know genres is that like Free Space and Free Space Two those old games.
1: Embrace uh, closing versus... the chorus studio made me unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, with, uh Pie Fighter. Did this is you say Corvus?
2: Yeah. I love that people pronounce it that way when they read it, and I'm like, please. You, oh,
1: you guys
0: man. are tagging in constantly here. <laughs> oh,
3: you're talking about that? Yeah, that one was fun too. That game was fun too. I know what you're talking <laughs> well, about, but is just one, mad one. at us talking over each other, and yeah, well, right. <laughs> gonna do? but it's 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 kind of got it's got you might like it, I don't know how much you like space battle games it's got kind of some arpg elements eh. some diablo like stuff a little bit of division stuff uh you know you got to mix and match your systems different loot levels uh, i don't
1: know everspace 2 dan because i haven't played it much but everspace 1 was a straight up roguelike is not is everspace that. 2 this not this is like
3: a this is more of a hub open world hub kind of like there's several different un- or, uh, systems in this in this you know world that they have and uh it's story it's story driven uh kind of random events happening, a few side quests. Uh, just It's it's not very, there's not a ton to it. It's not very big. So it's a really easily, you know, taken in game. Uh, if you like that kind of game, which I do. So
1: I do. Bring it, back it Colony awesome. Wars, Sony. Yeah. Colony Wars. Bring it back. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Colony Wars is.
3: I don't know if i ever played Colony Wars.
0: Will you I take have. Last of Us 3 instead?
1: I will not. Instead so. of Colony Wars?
0: No. What about I'll Last of Us 2, two again?
1: Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if but, you said um, Hogue, do you want Last of Us Part Two remastered or Colony Wars remake? I mean it's the easiest choice I could possibly make. Obviously,
2: Last of Us Two remastered. <laughs> yes. That's how Hogue rolls. Yeah. Of course. I zag when you think I'll zag. Look, Hogue just want he he's really unclear, and I think he's made this I think he's made this apparent on many episodes of Bitcast. He's not sure if revenge is a good idea. And he needs. He wants to play a game that will say definitively, <laughs> it'll, it'll take a stance on whether or not you should You should take, seek revenge on those. It's not that, that, have that I have a
1: here. problem that Last of Us Part 2 takes a stance on revenge. It's that I have a problem that it thinks it's taking a, a, a stance no one could have thought about before and feels like it's very important to pat itself on the back for revenge. Hard agree. But
0: Hard agree.
2: This yeah. is true. This is true. No game or really any media has talked about revenge really at all. I think it's probably a completely new evergreen topic. And I, I think they knocked it out of the park.
0: (laughs) So, Ever Ever Space 2, sorry Dan. Um yeah, go play. came out in twenty twenty. I was just looking up, came out in twenty twenty-one originally, but it was supported uh PS5 Xbox series uh back in August. So you said space shooter, but then you said Diablo and Division. confused. It's,
3: it's got some loot, like like you've got several, you got different weapons, different uh engine, you like you get your shield, your engine, your boosters, all that other stuff, and you can you know you basically get different you get loot and some of them, like, the, you know, I remember the Division 2 had, like, the uh, different uh, sets where you can get, like, you know, like, it, was, oh, it was all this. Yeah, yeah, it's got the same kind of deal where you can, you know, match sets. Uh, you can craft your own sets. But you're doing that uh, for your ship? Yes, for your ship. Totally upgradable. Oh. There's, like, seven different kinds of ships. There's bombers and uh, fighters and, the, like, little scout ships. And you can buy as many as you want, assuming you have the money, uh, which doesn't come easy. Okay. A story is is not good it's it's really really it's just there to kind of push you through and it's it's not great uh not great acting but i think i think i recognize the 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 actress that plays uh rogue from cyberpunk 2 as one oh, of the, okay but I, I can't put my finger on it it's either that or the girl from ghost recon breakpoint bowman i don't know sound all familiar mm. to me the, the rest of um, it's pretty much. The, the story is not good. It's not good. So don't expect anything fantastic there. But it will get you from point A to point Z at the end of the game, <laughs> Uh and that's about it. So,
0: okay, but super uh, it looks fun. It's pretty cool. I'm looking it up as you're talking. It's also on Game Pass.
3: It's on Game Pass. Yeah, go play it. Okay. It's free
0: for cool. you guys. Free.
3: free. It
0: is
1: no additional free. cost.
0: Yeah. No additional <laughs> cost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On there. Cool. Very cool. I remember seeing a picture of this now. I just didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, you know, they're they're, they're
1: good cool. company. And yeah, as far as story and acting goes, at least with Everspace One, if you're familiar with PC gaming, it is that kind of PC gaming, indie gaming, voice acting, and storytelling. Yes. Um, motion comics were the first yes. one. I think they've upgraded maybe Same. a little bit into, but not really. That kind no. of over the top, what I consider to be kind of anime voice acting, but mm. your mileage yeah. may vary. I don't know wow. that over the top, but it's
3: yeah, the, the, what, it's still a the comic conscience. book, you know, cutscene kind of thing. So it's really yeah. not anything crazy. But that's not well, really what you're playing it for anyway.
1: I think if you play a lot of, especially lower-end PC games, you're kind of used to the, this is how we get across the finish line with a story and with cinematics for a certain level of resources. I, I don't have a problem with that. But it's a bummer that it doesn't have a compelling story, if that's the case, Dan. But I wasn't I mean, expecting something like Tolstoy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard. It's, 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 I don't know. You, I don't want to spoil anything from all the people that are going to play Everspace 2 now, but
1: uh, they still messing around with clones. It is, they are, they sure are. Yeah, you got to keep messing around with clones. That was a good idea. Uh, did it it release in 2021 on on
3: Steam? I thought, I thought it really is that in early access though,
1: might be. I I I think quickly google Google an older game. I think it's just an older game. No, Everspace 2 released on PC last year and year. released on consoles and, and Game Pass this year, right? I that's right. Yeah, it's like I, 2021
0: I... on Google. Oh, yeah, that's wrong. Well, it might be twenty
1: one. I, I mean, I, I I
2: hadn't played that game a while ago, but also i I feel like I have time dilation in the past couple of years. So many <laughs> yeah, You're no, never playing game.
1: games when they come out though, Travis. I mean, like let's let's be honest. That's Travis true. No I, I don't think I about.
2: played that one before it was out though. I don't think so. I don't think I covered yeah. it.
3: Um is it so a loot it released system on good? Windows on 2023? What are you looking at? You're gonna ever you say Windows, 1? Steam, 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 Steam. No, oh, it says PC April 6, 2023 on the Wikipedia. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: I can't pretend to know. I yeah, know. it doesn't
0: matter. But a loot system good?
3: I mean, it's not as deep as you know, Diablo and sure division too obviously but it, yeah it works it works great there's like five or four different you know, rarities. <laughs> is it good yeah. it works yeah it works <laughs> I mean, it does not break it, 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 it's 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 more like it's more uh-huh. akin to like okay that one's got better stats i don't really care about everything else like what he's right it, it
2: was early access i don't remember so, that
3: and then you know you know it's it's the pink blue green gray you know that's your that's your tears you know, rare, ultra rare. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah,
0: you 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 pretty much it's, lost it's, me at this point.
3: Yeah, it's not. Eh. I mean, it's, it's you're you're not going to get. You know, they're trying to do maybe two different things. They shouldn't be doing, but it works. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's and the, it here's the best part of it: the combat is really, really, really good. The space flying is really, really, really good. Okay, that part of it is excellent. Controls really well. Uh, the ships all feel different when you have them uh and it's it's just it's just really well done in that okay. in that sense and there are some really big like combat scenes there's some really big battles that are really fun to take part of and it's it's okay. it's, it's challenging too
1: so well we got a couple yeah, comments it's that a Ade sim. says it's, it's not a sim. it's very ship nah. goes where your joystick says yeah sid, sid yes. says
0: it's very arcadey. He said progression curve's not like Diablo or Path of Exile but has much more charming weapons and then Ade says it's yeah. uh he said it's um diablo like space fighter mm-hmm. yep on game pass so cool all right maybe i'll download it and at least check it, it out makes me want to play that's... more
1: chorus yeah
3: yeah, yeah that's that's I'm very gonna... similar too that was a good yeah. one too i love chorus yeah, yeah on yeah, game that's... pass go get him.
0: yeah i mean that, that i mean that is the nice thing we joke about it all the time right like i i wasn't gonna buy this game to play it but if it's on game pass i can at least download it and check it out so cool mm. All right. Um, now, well, let's get to you know, the the topic Hogue's been waiting for to rant about. I know how he is. Now
1: hang on um, one second, Ains. I don't I don't want to interrupt, but I feel like yeah. I must. Go. I have one important Hogue's notes type game that I really wanted to share <laughs> with folks because I it. loved it this week.
0: It's here. It is two. called
1: The Fabulous Fear Machine. Nice. Oh, Lord. Have any of you heard of this? No, you, I don't think anybody has ever heard of it. No, I, this is, it's a PC game. I've been playing it on Steam. I think it's like 20 bucks. It, it is a game in which you control the levers of the fear machine and are trying to spread fear across whatever region the mission is about, whether it's Europe or England or Mexico or some other places that are in the game. And you, you're spreading this fear by sharing urban legends around various cities uh, and when those urban legends spread crazy. enough, you can transmit your message to the people that are now receptive to it. And you can control what they're going to do. And you can advance your own ambitions that way. So there's like, so a it's big just, Facebook. Executive.
2: What? This is just this Facebook. is just cra- Facebook? This is a crazy looking game. It looks like a <laughs> silver age comic inspired.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you're thinking about how it looks, it's, it's kind of hosted by a crypt keeper type character and, all of the graphics are in so that kind work. of comic book setup. Okay. So it's absolutely addictive. Uh, it is significantly more political than you might think based on that premise, but it talks about politics and religion and.
0: <laughs> At times, and this Fox News simulator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you spread um, fear so that they are receptive to your message, and your message is things like um, this city isn't safe. And and whatnot. And so that helps you get your wish granted by the fear machine. And the fear machine is essentially granting wishes like Calypso and the old Twisted Metals.
0: Okay. All right. Wow.
1: But it's very compelling. It's one of my favorites of uh, this week. Certainly I've played it a ton uh, and I highly recommend it. It's very interesting if you're interested (laughs) in strategy at all. It's a real time kind of strategy game. You're interacting with these things by sending out agents who have their own stories to tell. Uh, how they got involved with the fear machine and those agents go and they mine <clears throat> the essence of people's fear from various locations and you have to implant it and then pump out the fear money. It's a whole thing uh, from the various cities and it's it's a lot of fun. Is it on okay. the Nintendo? No, I don't think so.
0: It sounded funny. You said it's one of my favorites, this and my mind heard year. And then you said this week and I was like, oh, okay."
1: (laughs) I might wind up on my favorites of the year, list, uh, (laughs) but it is a game that I find very compelling. I think I will actually beat it this coming week, Uh, but I like it a lot and folks should check out weird games.
0: Yes, I agree with that. I don't know why Travis is doing Samba de Amigo over there. Uh, (laughs) No, that
2: was uh, Michael Jackson's beat it. Was it? He said he said he was going to beat it. I was I was thinking of the music video, you know. You know.
0: <laughs> okay, no, I hadn't heard of that. Togue. that's that's crazy. So does it play like uh, so? Someone else mentions uh, gracefully insane says cross between democracy and Plague Inc. So Plague Inc. was a popular kind of take over the world, right? With stuff as yeah. Like I, that? I think
1: actually that the tag in Steam is Outbreak Simulator, so I think it is of the Plague Inc. variety. As you think about this, right? So when you start a map. And it's all these campaigns that are like a single person controlling the machine in one comic book. And then they're divided into submissions for the regions that you take over. You start by selecting which parts of these regions you want your messages to go to. And they have different requirements for overall fear level. And then the fear is divided into kind of locuses of fear. So you can fear conspiracy and government. You can fear harm to the body. You can fear... Uh, the unknown, the Cthulhu-esque stuff, and and the legends will have different powers in these various things. But you start off the mission by placing the seed of fear in a specific location, and then as fear grows, that grows your territory out to being able to pump fear out of various cities. So you have to think through what messages you want to get to various regions, where you want to start the fear cycle, and then what legends go in various places, and then there will be rivals on maps that try to stop the fear. Um, and so it's a lot of, uh, kind of simple board game type decisions, but a lot of them in real time. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. That's
0: cool. crazy. Very cool. Let me get this. Uh, we got a member comment from Mr. Gio Rio. <clears throat> Remember for 13 months says hi, lovely people. I haven't been live for more than a year, but I kept watching in my spare time. I read the NDA had fun in the test of the latest DC game, which, uh, yes, We're not allowed to talk about
1: whatever that might be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're referring to, but um, (laughs) it comes out in February. Um, So that'll be good. Yeah. Cool. Glad to see you, G. I hope you hope you have been. I think that particular
1: game is actually running a Travis favorite early access version. So I think it comes out in January.
0: Mm. I don't know what game you're talking about. So,
1: yeah, I don't know what game we're talking about either. (laughs) I don't know what a game is.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um all right, so sorry about it's the self harm crew. <laughs> sorry about the early uh, try to cut there. Uh, I was going to cut to Last of Us online, of course. Is there anything you want to mention before we get there?
1: Nope, that was it. I wanted to make sure I talked about Fabulous Fear Machine because I really have played it a lot this Fabulous week. Fabulous Fear Machine.
0: Travis, you choking or uh, being serious?
1: Are we should we talk or are, are we going to talk about the um
2: the finals later? Is that after?
0: the finals the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: no you said you want talk to talk about,
2: about it? it this week right uh,
0: yeah, yeah i mean i mentioned it last yeah. week so i played um, it okay yeah. what do you think
2: i really think it's awesome i was kind I of very is. impressed by it yeah it's a cool yes. cool ass game um so yeah i've been playing a little bit of that uh which uh, you know i that was not on my radar at all by the way ains like i found out about it at the game awards <laughs> like i was Excuse like what?
0: i've been telling was- you about it for a while
2: I mean, I don't listen that well.
0: <laughs> I know. Um,
2: I know. So yeah, I uh, I I just don't. I I feel like maybe you mentioned it, but I just don't remember. I don't. I just. I don't know why it didn't. It just never popped with me until it, I
0: actually
1: it, saw gameplay. Because the name is terrible.
0: Yeah. In all you in know. all seriousness, like I did a video of it in April, I think earlier this year. I've talked about it a lot, but it's from a studio that's unknown because, well, not unknown, but lesser known. Um, but it is made, as I've said many times, by ex-Battlefield devs, right? That's who set up Embark Studios. Um, but the reason I was so interested in this game from the moment I saw it is I just thought the co- combination of what they're going for between the speed, the competition, and the destruction would make for just an amazing first-person shooter sandbox. And it has. It is it is an yeah. absolute blast. It's fantastic. It's blast. And I I, yeah.
2: I I love the destruction. I love... Uh, the tone where it's got Mm -hmm. like weird like arcade noises and you're you're spending coins to respond Um, the class-based system i'm still getting used to i seem to gravitate toward uh, medium weight Uh, the fast Mm -hmm. the lightweight i can't i just you die so quick and i feel like the the i'm moving so quickly i'm worse at shooting um but yeah uh i'm really i was really impressed by that it kind of came out of nowhere for me and so Um, a free game you can just hop into and have a ton of fun with um, and they let you unlock the ability to wear a full suit immediately which increases my ability to like the game quite a bit all three of my characters are wearing suits now so it's pretty so i'm
0: I'm using the heavy so uh the guys i play with run medium light usually and i'm i I've run heavy a lot in it and um, but I have a full suit with a short hair. I look kind of like a bodyguard basically running around. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, It's yeah. good. That's a lot of commitment to the bit from Travis. <laughs> to be honest, Danes, I yeah. remembered you talking about it. I couldn't have told you that it was called the finals, but I definitely remembered you talking up a game about being on a reality television program and collecting money yep. from kills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's that
2: old uh, top down shooter. Uh, Smash, where TV. On, Smash TV. Yeah that's a great game oh that's <laughs> Dude, an
0: absolute classic i, 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 I so really so wish
2: smash tv back in the day me too <laughs> me too I me, really,
0: me too yeah and i yeah. think that's why i immediately gravitated towards it they showed this at the game awards last year that's where the video debuted of it and then it did an alpha before summer that i played in that's why i did my video at the time mm. but i just it's one, it's it's, it's definitely uh, struck a nerve with some people because it's being played a lot. Uh, it has broken 200,000 concurrent on really? Steam. It is in top 10 on Steam. It is now number one on the uh, top free games on Xbox. So people are definitely picking it up, which is great to see. Um, some of the plays from some of the streamers, like the high-level players, the Twitch, kind of like players, Twitch shooters, um, that people are making and showing in that game are just unbelievable so yeah. like i said it's a great sandbox it plays very smoothly it's no matter if you're playing on console or pc it's super fast it's super fun free to play um yeah. great style also so yeah
2: it's it's not elimination based at least not in its current modes so you mm-hmm. your team can get wiped and you just get put back in the game so you still have a chance and uh yeah, man, pulling off a win. My first match was a win, which I was not expecting because I hopped into this late, like after people already got good at the game. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool experience. Very and then fun. the other, yeah. the only other game I wanted to shout out that is not the normal stuff that we've been talking about is, um, Leica Aged Through Blood, which I I think I talked about this on the show uh, earlier this year because I previewed it. But I'm now playing like the retail version of that game, and I just forgot how awesome it is. So that one's. On my list of things you guys should check out, nice. everyone here should play that one. Like that's like just a, it's a, just a very quality game, um, in general.
0: So all platforms,
2: I think so. Yeah, I'm playing okay. it on. I have it on PC and Xbox. So okay,
0: everyone, all right. yeah. Um, yeah. So so Shelton says uh, Final is really easy to pick up, but it is very complex. And I I've tried to stress that, and that you know you listen to me enough. That's what I like in games is competitive shooters. And what I like about this game, it is, it's very easy to pick up, run in, it's free to play and start playing. But the more you play it, and I've got between the betas, alpha, and now the core game, I'm probably sitting at about 25, 30 hours. Um, it is, uh, it's is—it's a lot deeper than you see at first. There's a lot more complexity there in teamwork and strategy. And, um, you know, it already has ranked and tournament modes in it, which are actually pretty well done. It kind of does really? it like a uh, final 16 mode where it starts... You know, it's like a bracket system, um, so it's it's yeah, it's very well done. I would, if you like competitive shooters in any sense, give it a try.
2: I still need to play with a group because I've only played um, matchmaking. I hit you, up. you you can tell by playing it that it really wasn't designed to be played match made because you know, it just well, can the, I ask it, you this
1: on both match made and um, for for groups that you set up? How in, is the game set up so that? a person can be a drag on the team because I tell you my concern with arena shooters and team-based shooters right now is that if I go online, I don't know how I will do. And I yeah. feel badly for my teammates if I'm just dead weight. So how much does that yes. matter for how the game is set up? It matters a lot. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to pop in because I don't feel like that's a good thing to do to other people. You well, can I'll jump tell you how, I, don't, I'll...
2: I mean the game, the game is uh sort of like because I think because it's free to play and it's so accessible um, I, I feel like I was running into groups that had folks that were just as like new to it as I was even though I'm mm-hmm. playing like later after the game's out and so and then there were also some people on like other teams were t- where they were like dropping out of the match in the middle and stuff like that and kind of screwing over their team so it doesn't feel to me like right now that the the community has gotten so insular that it's hard to join it. Because that's usually what happens later in the lifespan of a shooter is like the people who really love it stick around and then trying to get into it is like straight up yeah. pain, you know, like uh, League yeah. of Legends is like a famously hard game to get into <laughs> nowadays yeah. because the meta has been established and if you don't know how to play, they, they will just destroy you. Um, so I, I don't think it's at that point yet. Like I jumped in match made, had no idea what I was doing. The tutorial is not helpful, by the way, the tutorial no, tells you not. basically nothing. And, uh, I jumped in and was like learning in my first match and we won the first match and I didn't feel animosity from my teammates. So I, I don't think it's that, that bad
1: ho. Cause you have respawns, and it's
4: if totally you have something- self
1: inflicted on my side, I mean, it's really pulling my own weight and not dragging people back. That's, that's what yeah, I so- like in those spaces yeah i mean wins don't matter that much in the quick play no
0: that's what i was gonna gonna say to back up on my previous statement what i found after playing a lot right that the teams of three that that they're teams of three in in both modes and if you fight a team of three that knows what they're doing and coordinates you're done i mean that that's like that's where the skill comes in but to travis's point to back up a little bit of my previous statement there's we'll go a whole night where I'll play 10, 12, 15 matches and won't get a win. And that's okay because the mode we play is four teams of three. Right. And so your odds of winning are already lower, but it's just so much fun to play regardless because you can just cause chaos at all times. Um, I think you'll still have fun with it. Hoag. So like, it's not like, it's not like as usual, I'll go back to halo, right. It's not like halo where you have two teams of four, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. And you can, you need all four people to coordinate, right. It's, on this it's okay if you lose it's not a big deal um and you can still have a lot of fun and if you really are if you really do want to try it and you're afraid of letting a team down, just hit me up i you can jump on with me
1: i appreciate walk. it uh, yeah it's it's kind of what i've dealt with all year with respect to online games is that i just i know that i'm not even judging against myself i'm not at full capacity from a year ago so i feel bad
0: yeah and it is it is a fast-paced game like once you get into it there's a lot going on um it's but that's what makes it fun you know so yeah and
2: i say ho try to be a little bit more shameless just like get in <laughs> there ruin someone's day and then when they get mad at you about it like troll them like con- like act like it was their fault like bro i was trying to carry all your dead
1: weight you know? <laughs> put, it back, put it back on them you know what i mean it, it, it's funny but yeah i, I don't know that i can get there It's it's even my daughter playing Splatoon, I used to be like, "Are you sure you want to go online, honey?" Because I, you know, you're you're younger, and then pretty quickly it became apparent that she really was carrying all the teams in Splatoon. Yeah. Like she was That's always like she her hat
2: backwards, and she was like, "Get good, scrub." <laughs> <laughs> Just, like,
0: she she's sending kidding. messages to her teammates yeah. after the match. Like,
2: she's like, "Bro, what are you doing?" You know? <laughs> Just like being a toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know if you mentioned, but I don't know if you know this, but me and your daughter, we just we just go into Splatoon lobbies together, and we just we just wait, We're like, Ruh, rah, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: that's
2: great. She yeah. loves
1: Splatoon. Hell yeah, dude. So. Sure um, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably
0: going to write up a review of the finals just because I've played so much of it at this point. I love it so much. I did see IGN did a review. They gave it an eight. I think that's I think that's probably in the ballpark of, you know, I think I can see that for sure. I don't know if I'd be. It's definitely high. I just don't know how high. It obviously, you know, it, it just launched, right? And it's a free-to-play game. So it, the big question, as always, as we talk about, is what's their content plan moving forward? They have... Released.
2: content plan because i think the i think the main thing if i were reviewing it that i would knock it for is it is very light right now it is very light maps and, and stuff yep. like that yeah
0: yep 100 and they have done some quick updates already to kind of tune things and stuff they listen to the community which is good to see but content's going to be key for 2024 so i hope it i hope they do well with it it's it's a great foundation i'll say that so uh let's get a couple of
1: these have you yes. played any of the midwinter blight
0: I have not. No, I'm I am just curious. Not. No, I I literally outside of uh, some VR here and there, I have played nothing but competitive shooters. I've played Finals. I've played Halo. I've played PUBG, and I've played It's PUBG. Oh, a PUBG. Call
1: yeah, I so that became the hardest core Diablo player on the on the. Game yeah, game. you have. You have. I'm I'm honestly impressed, Hogue, and
2: I wanna I wanna. How do we get into the Hogue clan? Can we get in that party? uh yeah we
1: can get an invite are you in a clan uh well i'm in with my brother this is it just you two, he- he- two heroes are better than one yes we, have, got we have an sg
0: clan no don't listen to travis's clan his clan sucks
1: my clan we have has an SG some
0: clan.
2: diablo devs in it <laughs> <laughs> we're um, the intergalactic gentleman no we're the d- very demonic gentlemen i think that's our our clan, yeah, clan. but what's
0: the clan name <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ding. Um, yeah, PUBG. So PUBG, I won't stay on it, but PUBG had the big update this week. It was last week on PC, this week on console. It's the first new 8x8 kilometer map they've released in a while called Rondo, uh, which is massive when you play it, by the way. Like, it's absurdly large. And um, great update game. You know, just, it's just a classic BR, man. Super fun to play. I still love PUBG. so that's I love PUBG. PUBG. um. Gamefire says, what's on the food talk today? We need food cast back.
2: Uh, tune I'm... in the same time next week for Ains and I to uh, be cooking. That'll be your food cast. It'll yeah, a literal food yeah. cast, actually. So, there you go.
0: <laughs> Actual food. Don't know if you're going to yeah. want to eat it, but, you know. Yeah. It'll be You'll
2: want to eat mine. I'm going to crush
3: it. <laughs>
0: Have
2: <laughs> you, you guys are,
3: decided I... on your dishes? Nope. Already? No. Mm, not yet. Man. I decided, haven't even cracked open the book. I'm more excited industry. for any other content on SG than your food, <laughs> nice. <your food. laughs> That's right.
2: Yeah,
0: long <laughs> awaited. Once yeah, a yeah. year, Geo Dan, you want to hit this one?
3: Yeah, Geo Rio with 11 euros. Travis, you as VR master, what do you know or think of lo fi? Um, I, I have seen as much as I
2: presume the rest of the world has seen of lo-fi, which is, I've not gotten a chance to like preview it or see it get like a, uh, any, any sort of briefing on it behind the scenes, but it's initial pitch is very interesting. I will be interested to see if it lives up to that promise. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's like a very interesting sci-fi, uh, kind of, I don't want to say cyberpunk. It's kind of like sci-fi noir setting with an open world environment and some really interesting ideas about how uh, the player could interact with that world in vr um it is pitching itself as like a super ambitious new type of vr game which it appears to be but you know remains to be seen um i will be keeping an eye on that if there's any opportunity to cover it for ign i will certainly do it but it sounds like uh right now they are pre-early access and i i don't know that uh they don't have a release date or anything. So I don't know that they're currently seeking any press or, or doing anything with any outlets. So if they do, I'll certainly volunteer. It looks interesting.
0: Cool. Very cool. Geo, Thank that you. That one's for uh,
2: PC and PlayStation VR too. I believe.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Um, all right. Uh, by the way, we've got a hashtag going right now. Hashtag ham for Dan. We're no. going to get that trending.
3: No. Ham for Dan. Chinese Day, that's why I go to I go to Chang's walk and get a giant, you know, selection of their delicious goodness. So right. I don't have to all cook right. on Christmas.
0: That's the Fair whole, enough. whole point. Yeah, delicious. All right, Shout
3: out Mongolian beef. All right, <laughs>
0: um, all right boys. So, um, Last of Us. Figure we'll touch on it. Uh, Last of Us Online, which we've been hearing about for a few years now um has been canceled officially by naughty dog a couple days ago so uh yeah this one is this one's interesting um (laughs) i don't really know what to say about this uh i was looking forward to kind of this conceptually if they could pull it off i know there's a small community out there that really love factions from last of us one This, of course, if you don't know the history on this one, this was originally supposed to launch as a mode with Last of Us 2 back in 2020. They said, wait, we're turning this into a separate mode, a standalone thing, because we're going to be very ambitious with it. And in the cancellation, they basically said, we were very ambitious with it, and it's very clear that we cannot do this and do the other single-player stuff we're working on simultaneously, and they have canned it. So, I don't know, guys. This one... We've talked about it quite a bit over the past several months. I would say with PlayStation in general, just a weird feeling going on right now with what, with what's going on with PlayStation. Which I feel like, for Dan, as long as we've done this show, yeah. we've been pretty confident in the sense of what playstation was doing from a game management perspective and we always talked about that and our questions were always about xbox like when's xbox going to show us the goods when are these acquisitions going to make sense you know and that's been the the theme for a long time now and Mm -hmm. i feel this year like that's now flipped now it's like okay we have a roadmap for xbox we know what games are coming in 2024 they're very open about first party blah 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 playstation we're like what what's going on like we know they, Insomniac announces Spider-Man 3 already as Spider-Man 2 selling uh and a Spidey Verse apparently that they're potentially working on. Last of Us Online gets canceled. We know Last of Us 2 Remastered comes out soon. And we don't know anything else. And it just, it's it just feels like a this was like cherry on top of weirdness going on with PlayStation right now. And uh it's it's just strange. I don't really know what else to say about it.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. man. When, when I saw it, I, I thought, you know, how why does it take so long to figure out that this is what it takes to put together a, you know,
0: a gas? Yeah, clearly you know, I like don't us. watch the show. We've been talking about the needs of live service for years.
3: Not even us. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, know you, you, I think I said it in the chat. We, we had, you know, they've got a certain amount of employees. Bungie has, what, a thousand? And, and, and they they're not. You know, it seems like that community seems a little bit bummed on, on the, the what they're putting out and stuff. And and you've got a very small community or a small, you know, dev team, relatively compared, you know, you know, compared to some of the other bigger ones, and, and you're trying to do two things at once. You know, you're not Travis Kelsey here, so you know, you, you can't do that. So uh it's 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 crazy, man. It's, it's 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 sad. I mean, I don't I'm not I'm not sad because I don't care for live service games anyway. Generally, except for Hitman 3. I don't care for this Hitman, line, one, <laughs> I don't
1: care but, for this one. Let's talk about play. all of that, Dan, because I am in agreement with you that it doesn't make a lot of sense for the timing. It's yeah. one of the reasons why I think you really have to dissect what message they put out there. And if I were to kind of shorten it to the smallest bits, Na- Naughty Dog goes out there and says, look, if we went through with this and it's probably awesome, but don't worry about that as they suggest in their subtext. Uh, We would have to become a gas company and not make the single player adventures that you love so much. What they've set up is a dichotomy. Some might argue it's a false dichotomy between what they can be and if they go down this direction and what they can be if they don't. And ultimately, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me sitting here that they arrive here at this point, however many years on and say that this is what's happened. So I think there's a lot of kind of deflection I think there's even kind of protection, depending on how much Sony was asking for this particular direction uh, from Naughty Dog, if that was in fact the case. I also think there's protection of Naughty Dog itself, which is to say, we talk about Neil Druckmann a lot, but he's only been running the studio really through The Last of Us and Uncharted 4 Gets Dark era. And at some point, (laughs) the buck stops at the head of the studio, and there's also a lot of protection in that statement of, this isn't us we're deciding that we don't want to be a gas company because there's a lot of noise online that says there's people like Dan that feel pretty negatively about gas as a concept, right?
0: And so Naughty Dog
1: is, is your righteous benefactor making sure they don't go down that road and don't worry about the fact that we're canceling this project. We hyped up for years and years, right? I mean like that's a messaging statement more than anything else. I don't think we should take it on faith that everything in there is exactly as presented.
2: Yeah. Sure but i think even if they're lying to us about the reasons or they're giving us the most sugar coated yeah if they're giving us the most possible sugar coated explanation for why this is happening my opinion was immediately in reacting to this and i think i was on a live stream when this happened so somebody read it to me you my reaction was good <laughs>
1: like good i'm
2: glad they killed it and the reason for that isn't like oh, I hate this developer, I hate games, or I want bad things to happen to game studios. That's certainly not my position at all. I think that it is good that this got canceled because it was a bad idea. Conceptually, it's a bad idea. The Last Last of Us universe is about the worst universe I could imagine for a multiplayer game that probably isn't going to have a whole lot of story or depth to it, right? It's a, like, online shooter was basically the idea. And if that's the pitch, I say to that, wow, sounds like a really bad premise. And then it's from a studio with... No multiplayer chops, and especially no pedigree for live service. So that's a bad idea as well. Also, live service
1: people do like factions.
2: Sure, I I think factions is terrible. So that's my view on it. I (laughs) I didn't like like, it either, but people do. I I think the reason people (laughs) like factions is because the reason people liked factions is because they were PlayStation players who had never played an online game before because PlayStation Three had none, right? And so factions was their only option. Uh, and so they didn't understand there were better games on other. Resistance buttons. 2 was yeah, good. I'll stand it was, for it. I was going to say Resistance no.
1: 2 has a sad. So. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, <laughs> other people like Resistance <laughs> No, no yeah. your
0: point is taken. No, generally yeah. speaking, they yeah. haven't delivered quality multiplayer experiences. Anymore. Yeah, they
2: haven't delivered quality multiplayer experiences. And so people liked factions because it was, you know, they were, they were, it was lukewarm water in a desert. Like I'll take. it. Yeah, you. It was not bad um, to... Yeah. So I uh, I I think you know there's that, and then they're also a company that very clearly does not understand the games as a service market, indicated by both their the way that their studio is structured, which is not to support a game like that, and also by the reaction that you get from Bungie, a company that for all of its uh, vices and and things that it does terrible, uh, does understand games as a service. You have to give them that, all right? And uh, I you know kind of looked at this project and went, like, eh, I don't know about that, and so. I think the sooner that they get rid of a bad idea, the better it's going to be for the long-term health of the studio. Um, I think that this was a bad idea that was never going to be good. It certainly wasn't going to live up to people's expectations given how long it has been in development. Um, And I, I think that them looking at this and going, hey, we would have to invest a whole lot more to make this work in today's online ecosystem and we're not down for that fight. I think that is the responsible thing to do. So I will give them kudos for canceling
1: this. You should have canceled it sooner. Probably should the idea, have. right? Like that's how yeah. the messaging is structured. That's what they want you to say is this is the choice we had. And so you give them kudos because that's the right choice out of the presentation that they've made. I'm not saying they're lying. I'm saying that this is what we would call spin, which takes maybe a little bit too much of a negative turn of phrase online, but it is taking a decision that you had to make because it wasn't working out for whatever reason resource management, project scope, however it got to be here where you decide to cancel it, you then figure out what's the best way to talk to people about our cancellation. And it's, you didn't want us to become a gas company, did you? And everybody can agree, no, we didn't. Yeah. So that's how we arrive at this point. I, I will. I will say that. Yeah, obviously there's some spin
2: to it. That's that's the. But I I do believe them when they say it would take a lot more resources than we've invested to make this good, and we're not up for that fight. Right. That's not what we want to do. I I think to that. Like I know that that's true. I know that their company is not ready for a, a live. Yeah, I, I model. think they over
0: underestimated the scope of delivery of this type of project for sure.
2: I think when it was first pitched, it was probably like, Hey, remember factions, we can do a little side thing like that. And then as they looked around at what it takes to succeed in the multiplayer space, they went, Oh, well, you know, life service is a big thing. So we'll do that. And then they talked to Bungie, their new acquisition, and said, so what is what does this entail? And Bungie said, well, and rolled out the scroll and said, it takes all this. And at that point, I think Naughty Dog was probably like, <laughs> yeah, Naughty Dog was probably like, okay, we thought we were just going to be able to maybe give them a map every six months. And they were like, mm-hmm. well, no, that's <laughs> not how that works. So, so I, I'm I regardless so. of how much spin there is, I think them canceling it was the right decision. This was never going to be good. I, I think that it, it, the sooner they, they, they should have done this sooner. Um, And I don't think the world is missing out on like people are saying, oh, just put it out there. I want it to be out in the world, even if it's not complete or you're not going to be supporting it after that. And I say to those people, like, I, I think it's better. I think the world's a better place without this product ever seeing the light of day.
1: I I agree that I don't think that there's missing anything from it, not coming out. I think we're missing something from the games that should have been born uh, if they weren't wasting their time and resources on this yeah agreed. maybe so yeah
0: so we've got uh, a few comments on here about this that i want to touch on because i think they're interesting so um so nixie or uh, excuse me sorry fickle gamer says uh not sure if you guys touched on this earlier but why does multiplayer nowadays have to be gus what happened to just
3: exactly adding what i was gonna
2: to say doesn't games? have to be okay. but right. yeah I th- there are lots of multiplayer games that aren't games as a service but Uh, if you want a community to stay alive, you are now competing with people, with teams that are constantly giving updates to their players. And if your idea is that you can make a multiplayer game and people will, for some reason, keep playing it forever with no support, you are going to get your ass kicked. That's why it has to not necessarily be a game as a service, but it has to have ongoing support. If your expectation is that people are going to be playing this game every week. Uh, If that's not your expectation, Make a multiplayer game and people have fun with it for a bit and it'll go away. But if your idea is they're going to be playing this for a long time and you're not going to be supporting it long term, how do you expect to compete for people's attention with that model?
0: Yeah, so I I want to get the super chat from Sid here. And shout out, Sid. Hope you're doing well, man. Dan, you want to touch? uh, Sure. You want to read this one? Sorry.
3: Yeah. uh, Thank you, Sid, for the 400 Indian Rupees. Uh, I seriously don't understand why The Last of Us multiplayer has to be live service. There are other single player games that ship with add-on multiplayer that are really fun. Removing the service stuff, kind of like Gotham Knights.
0: Yeah, I think I think Travis kind of just touched on it, right? But I, I I think, one, I'd say two things to this. I'd say, one, the market in 2023 or 2024, or whatever, is very different than it was even five years ago when it comes to multiplayer engagement, right, and keeping players engaged, which is what Travis is speaking to. And then the other thing is, um, you know, there are games like even Uncharted 4, right? People forget, I guess, but Uncharted 4 has a multiplayer mode, right, that you can play and has unlockables and all that stuff. But I think, to Travis's point, which I would agree with, is that it's just not the market now. There are so many games vying for your weekly, monthly engagement, and there are so many studios that are dedicated to providing new content, battle passes, unlockables, cosmetics, content, etc., that you can engage with. The games that have these add-on multiplayer modes is are kind of going away because they're not keeping players. And so if you're not keeping players and you're not delivering content, that's creating a revenue stream, the developers are not going to spend money to develop it. It's it's, there's no return on
1: investment in that space. Yeah. I I mean, I would like to agree violently, with all of you on this, which is to Absolutely. say, it, all right, it's all the right. marketplace, <laughs> and I think it's it's being looked at a little bit with rose-colored glasses. Every single game we used to play had a kind of strapped-on multiplayer mode. Bioshock had a multiplayer mode, um, and underrated. That wasn't...
0: Bioshock okay. 2's multiplayer was fun. Underrated, yeah. underrated, okay. actually.
1: Yeah, but it, I don't <laughs> think that it was a great thing for those resources to be devoted to that. Ideally, that the resources would go Probably into the single-player game that is where people actually want to live. Uh, And to the extent that we aren't getting those tack on multiplayer modes, I don't think anything of value is really lost over the long term. But when you talk about just putting on a multiplayer mode like a factions in The Last of Us, it is the fact that they're competing with the folks with the battle passes and that the people that engage in multiplayer the most, the market has basically decided that that's where they like to live. And to some extent, the current games publishers don't believe that there is a market for folks that just want to play an arena shooter and not have some kind of meta progression and will just keep coming back to it. And that makes sense for their teams to make. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with them. There have been times in the video game industry where I haven't agreed with what the consensus of publishers is like when MOBAs took down real-time strategy games. I think those are distinct feeling genres and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more real-time strategy games kind of make a comeback a little bit. But that's what happened at that moment in time was that basically Dota 2 and MOBAs in general became so popular that real-time strategy resources went into that game as if it was just subsuming the entire marketplace. And that's what happens when we watch these things. So why does it have to be live service? First of all, I think Travis is right that there is a distinction between live service and just continuing content. Although I think for the player, Mm -hmm. it feels mostly the same. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's because they don't think that players just want a non- content creation battle pass live service calendar oriented multiplayer environment. And maybe they're wrong and that'll happen. that'll come out in the, in the wash in a couple of years, but I tend to think that they are right. And you aren't just competing with other tack on multiplayers. Now you're, you're competing with the finals. You're competing with apex legends. You're competing with Diablo at a certain level. I mean, there's millions Uh, of
0: them. That's, that's by the the way,
2: I've, I view that as a good thing. Like if you like single player games, and you want companies to focus on that, the fact that multiplayer is so competitive with these games of service games is actually good for you. To Hoke's point, the death of tacked on multiplayer modes where companies felt like they had to have that in the game, right? Like that was just a baseline feature. Well, people won't take you seriously if you don't also have a multiplayer mode. Those are dead because it's no longer profitable to do that. And so now you're saying that those companies that make single player primarily focused games and then did a secondary multiplayer mode. They are now having to get even better and double down even harder on single player because they don't have that multiplayer well to kind of hedge their bets on. That's really not an option anymore. And so the, the ultra competitiveness of the live service and multiplayer and shooter uh, world is actually a boon to everybody because the multiplayer people get games that are just focused on that. The single player people don't have to worry about 20% 20% of the team working on a multiplayer mode that nobody's going to play or care about. I think that's good for everybody. So you're welcome to not have to agree with
0: Travis. Yeah, yeah. I agree as so. well. It's just the state of the market is what we're saying, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, and to hope point, the market the market
3: though. I mean, I mean, it, it right, evolves yeah, over time, right? And you couldn't. it could, I mean, I'm not say devolve, but I mean, I don't see a problem. Here's the, here's what I see. You know, you, you you've got, thank you, Sid. The yeah, the minimal uh, viable product, right? The MVP. That's what all these life services are, are targeting. They've got you know, then they got their, you know, whatever comes down the round line. They fix it. Why not have a product that just works out of the box? Think you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, you have to make some some tweaks and updates. But like, even going as, as far back as Modern Warfare, that was a single player Call of Duty with you know, they had a certain amount of maps. They added a couple maps here and there. That thing got played all the time by me. I mean, it was a huge multiplayer
0: game. Are you talking about Modern Warfare? I'm 2007? talking about the original Modern yeah, Warfare. Well, I think mean, the market's completely that, different now, right? But, but well,
3: that, just ROI. That, that can't succeed. I don't. I think if, you, if right. you put out something that is viable, if you if you if you make a, a game that people will want to actually pay the seventy dollars for, and then you know. You, you don't have to have battle passes you don't have to have constant content updates if it's good on release well, Dan, and it's fully realized but that's not what we get anymore we get so half Dan, I think you're
1: arguing for something that i often have a discussion with with folks on this which is that there's a separate market for a non uh content generating calendar based multiplayer and I think you might be right. I can't tell you that you're wrong. What I can tell you is that it's a harder pitch in the boardroom when people see the money going to the free-to-play services and the ones that have the battle pass and everything else, and those are revenue-generating sources. So a lot of the time when they get to the point where they've made a multiplayer game, it doesn't make sense to not organize it around those concepts now that they Mm -hmm. exist and now that we know that people buy them. Yeah. Yeah. And And
2: to your your answer your question, Dan, of like, can't you just make a really good multiplayer mode and not support it as a live service? You can. And people have done that. But the problem is that those only last like a month. Right. And even if your multiplayer is good, then you've got live service games coming out with new content all the time. People leave. And then if you sell a copy of, you know, your Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 or whatever, and, and it's got that standalone multiplayer mode. Then people are hopping to matchmaking and not able to get a match because nobody's in the player pool. And so it's just a reality of like there's a there's a market for people who like multiplayer and it's a big new shiny thing, and people are gonna flee whatever cool multiplayer you've experienced uh, as soon as there's a new shiny thing for them to run toward. And that's what makes it not worth it. Is like is it a selling point for that game and how long is it actually going to help your product? And so I view it as a good thing because. If you wanna make a multiplayer mode, it means that you have to take it seriously because an add-on mode is gonna kill you, right? And then if you don't want to get into that rabbit hole, it forces you to double down and be really good at the thing you actually want to do, make making a single player game or what have you. So I, I think it ends up benefiting both sides of the aisle.
1: Well, and I think Travis likes live services and all of the content generation that goes into it. And I think that's fine. I think most people do regardless of what noises they make online. Dan, it sounds to me like you get into a multiplayer game, you don't like to see the battle pass there. You don't like to see the content roadmap. Is that is that accurate with where you're sitting? I don't on like this?
3: to see multiplayer. So yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> <laughs> generally, I don't care. But that's the thing. You know, it's it's if you if you you know, I think you can do it. Yeah, if you if you want this, you know, revenue, you know, down the road, I understand that part. You gotta make the live service, but at what point, you know, it is I'm, I'm curious. I don't know enough about development. You know, could you make a game, a $70 game that was just straight multiplayer that had basic, you know, the updates would basically be, okay, maybe we add a map here and there. And maybe, you know, we make sure we fix the bugs and take care of like some cheating and stuff that would actually be profitable. Could you do that
0: now? I, I these days. Or, I mean, I, do I, I don't own. think. Yes. I don't think so. I, I. I mean, I think you can, but I think the market has proven to. I think what Hogue is saying. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hogue, But the market has proven out over the past several years that that's not the direction. Right. Like
1: looking. Well, look, I think, think there's at, a distinction there, Ains, which is that you can be profitable. Like that could work. You the could the have point. a single product to sell and you could make X amount of dollars, it's just more dollars are sitting right out there, and the market has shown that it's willing to spend those. So absent a Dan or Dan's of the world saying, look, we don't like the existence of those revenue-generation sources, and we will only play your multiplayer game if they're not there, that's the only market that we're talking about that could exist in a situation where we have a game that doesn't have those. So if that isn't the case, and I don't think Dan is, is actually standing for the proposition that he doesn't want to even look at a game that has a content roadmap in it, then it makes sense for everybody that spent the money to make a multiplayer game to go and pursue the additions to the game that make the most sense in the market right now, which is battle passes and content roadmaps.
0: Yeah, Yeah, where I was going is that's that's already been proven out, right? You look at like Overwatch. Like Mm -hmm. Overwatch was a paid multiplayer game. And they quickly learned that you know, they, they dropped that very quickly. Um, there's been multiple examples, examples where you had this old market style coming, meeting the new market style, which, you know, Travis described and it just, it's not working now. I do love Um,
1: Battleborn, folks. Yeah. I
0: mean, there's another one. I mean, it's just the market has proven that to be successful in the multiplayer space currently. And again, things evolve in the gaming industry every year. Um, the, the release is to release free to play if you can Uh release on as many platforms as you can with cross play. That's a critical one as well. And then have a revenue stream, an ongoing revenue stream to make that up. And, and there will be a like certain small percentage. Sorry, Dan. Like Mario he Kart? He said,
1: what about Mario Kart? I mean, Nintendo I mean, is said, always.
0: You, you got to take Nintendo out of the equation, man. It's like someone said. Well, I don't Splatoon think so. is, I don't think so. I don't think you have
2: to take Mario out of the equation because they're doing do. exact they no, they no. are conforming with the market. They're releasing but it's, new a it's a different it's a different kind of live
1: service. I think the way Nintendo approaches it is ultimately the same endpoint in a different sales fashion and a different product sold.
2: I don't think it is live Correct. service. I just think it's it's but ongoing support it. for a multiplayer game, which is part you have to have that as part of your model. Um, and I, I think they're following that model. They're just they're They have one game Splatoon, well, which I would argue is a live service. And then they have Mario Kart, which is just an ongoing game that receives support.
0: The reason I said you take them out of the model is you can't play any of the games we're talking about on. Well, most of the games we're talking about on the switch. You're not playing Call of Duty. You're not playing Halo. You're not playing Finals. You're not playing. Oh, you're All saying these games not don't exist. Games
2: same players, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah you're, you're not playing for the factions. same
3: player base. you're, yeah, you're, you're cool. playing. You're playing that on PlayStation. You're not playing that on. Xbox but my
2: point is that they are adapting it's to the market and doing one. the things Ains and I are talking about. Right, like they they are following that model. They're just doing it on just their slowly, their own way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah live service sucks let's just get to the bottom (laughs) no but i I mean i like, like like one of the reasons i really like playing diablo 4 is because of the stuff that they have built in there to go after and so i think i'm not a multiplayer player really myself either dan diablo 4 works for me because i can see how the content live service system works in what is predominantly a single player game right diablo is multiplayer in the sense that you see people running by and you can go fight world bosses together and whatnot. But when I sit down and play Diablo four, I'm sitting down and playing by myself for the most part Um, and having a progress over a season and having these various goals to hit does encourage me in a way that I think when like the trophy system started, they operated on that fashion. I don't really care about trophies, but this content progression, even in a single player environment, which is new to me in Diablo, and I've never really gotten this far in one of these games before, uh, is compelling. I like that. And I think that there's a place for that even in high-end kind of single-player approached games now.
0: Yep. Yeah. We, we I mean, it's it kind of brings it down to the most simple point, I realize, but I think we've said it many times, that it's all about implementation. I mean, there, there's companies who do it well, there's companies who do it extremely poorly and everything in between. Um, And it's all about implementation. Um, To bring it back to the
2: original discussion topic of The Last of Us is that exactly that, right? It's all about implementation. And I think Naughty Dog, they probably got to this conclusion way later than they should have, but they realized that they were either not up for the fight or weren't willing to commit the resources or things just weren't working out. It doesn't really matter what the reason is. The important thing is that they made the decision to refocus on the thing that they know that they can do well. And clearly they either didn't have the passion or maybe they were being pushed to make a multiplayer mode, or there was some sort of expectation. We don't really know the story there. But in my mind, I don't think that they had the um know-how and the I, I just don't think it was gonna work out based on everything that I've seen about how their studio functions. And I think it was a good decision to cancel this project, regardless of how they got there. Uh, and for all the reasons that we talked about, like I don't think you can release a Last of Us multiplayer mode and not support it, and expect that to make any sort of sense in today's market. Even if you only got your engagement up for like a month or two, while before people dropped off, is that worth all the time investment and resources investment? Especially
0: as a standalone, right? Well, yeah, that's mean, what there's, this there's, was going to be.
1: There's another aspect of this, which is one that I don't think people think about all the time, which is that branding matters, right? Naughty Dog has built up over the course of decades now to be basically a pinnacle brand in video games. And if you release something that comes across as half-assed or is reviewed poorly, that can negatively affect your entire brand and the next sales for the next Uncharted or whatever it might be. So it might be that it's coming together. It, if they want to hit where they want to hit on the Naughty Dog spectrum of success it's five times as much as maybe another company if they didn't have a name and they were releasing only on steam early access. And they looked at that and said, no, but however it came to be, I do think it's important because I'm interested in messaging and and discussions of corporations to note that it's, it's a very well-structured message that is designed for you to agree with their decision at the end of the day. Um, and to really not think about how they got there, which is some level of mistakes, whether that's from Sony, whether that's from Neil, whether that's from how it was all coming together just with the resources that they had. We don't know. We probably won't ever know. were mistakes, though, very clearly. Yes. Yeah, mistakes happened. And we did not get something other than remasters of Last of Us for basically an entire generation of games. And that's worth lamenting, even though, as one of the chat commenters says here, and I agree with, it's important to note that what you hear on the internet about like the cost of things and the investment mistakes. That's not what should drive your decision at the moment in time. Anyway, that's called the sunk cost fallacy. You should never make decisions based on the investments that you've already expended. Those are gone. Um, And we don't want companies or anybody in life to be locked in to a notion that they have to continue down a path. That is the wrong one simply because they've spent money going down it. Yep.
0: Yes, sir. Deal with that every day. <laughs> you know, All right, you guys, let's... you
3: guys think the you know, like Neil was like 100% on board because he comes off as a guy that's you know, kind of artsy fartsy kind of dude that likes to have his you know, ego in his games almost. You know, you kind of get that, yeah. I can't, you know, he I truly I don't,
2: know, don't even have a like guess here. Think think you, you could look at it direction. both ways. Dan, let's let's assume that your your um, outsider perspective and your interpretation of who Neil Druckmann is is correct, and that he's like a, you know, kind of egotistical, obsessed with him with his own ideas type of guy. If he were like that, I could see both ways. I could see him not having any interest in this multiplayer and getting pressured from PlayStation, and being like, "All right, somebody else will work on that. I'll work on the things I want to." Or you could see the other way where he's like. I was destined to make the best multiplayer game also (laughs) because I make the best story. So I truly have no idea. I don't know this guy. All I know is that based on everything I've seen about his studio and heard about this project, this was never going to work. And to point, sunk cost fallacy. They did not go down that fallacious path. They just decided to cut it and go good for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's get the super chat from geo here.
3: Geo with the 22 euros. Uh, We fall in love with game worlds when they are single player and then want to live in these worlds as a player. And it takes much more than just a DLC to keep you. uh, You need too many storytellers to keep you uh,
0: engaged every week. Yeah, so I think he's uh, just making the point we were making, right? If you're going to keep engagement up in something like this, uh, you have to be very well prepared to do that, which takes a lot of resources and time and money. Well, which is Um, funny
1: is, is you can never please everybody, right? Like I really have enjoyed Diablo four and my timer is at like nine days or something in Diablo four. And you can still go online and there are people that say, well, I can only spend three hours a day in Diablo now. What are they doing back there? It's like, well, (laughs) I mean, once you get to a thousand hours, you're really asking for a lot from the dev team. Um, And I'm not going to sit here and tell you everything's been perfect in Diablo four land. One of the things I was going to say about Midwinter Blight is it's very slight. It's nothing. But I like it. It's just something to do. Um, right. and other people are like, well, it's it's slight and nothing. It's like, yeah, that's it's fair, but you didn't even know it existed a week ago. So yeah, exactly. these yeah. are the these are the standards that I set. Not everybody's gonna agree with that. So one of the things that being a live service company is you're gonna take slings and arrows from the hardcore all across the internet, no matter what you make. I think Diablo 4 has largely been successful, but there are a lot of people that are probably mad at me for even saying that in this space because they had a patch that they didn't like before season one and that they didn't like some of the decisions that the development team made even before then.
0: Yeah, and I, obviously with an IP like Diablo, that's compounded, right? Because you have those long-term players and that hardcore audience that expect the world with every release, Um because they've been playing you know that's all they play to your point that's i mean we've talked about that ad nauseum too but that's something else we discussed it's like it's okay to play something else like you you can't expect a game to be endless all the time like go play other games come back to it travis talks a lot about that as well which i agree with so yeah geo thank you so much glad to have you here with us live today appreciate you all right uh oh, sorry. There was one other one I wanted to get to now. I'm saving a couple others for the end of the show, but uh Fishring says uh member comment, what's up buddy? He says makes me worry for other studios like sucker punch. And I think that was all the way back when I brought this topic up what I was kind of touching on is with with everything that's gone on with PlayStation in the past, let's say, year, 18 months, whatever time frame you want to put on there, um, that's my question is, what's going on with the other big studios, right? And, like, what are they working on? Um, and I think we had hoped we were going to get a state of play or something from PlayStation or at the Game Awards or something late this year other than this Valhalla uh, release. And we just haven't. And it leaves us kind of questioning going into 2024. So, yeah.
1: All right. I assume they're making another ghost, but we'll see.
2: Possibly. I mean, they yeah. might be one of the
1: studios working on 12
2: live service games or whatever, but I think maybe Sony is recalibrating what it's going to take to actually create 12 live service games, maybe through this learning. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, well, guys, I wanted to talk a little bit <laughs> funny enough. We, we've kind of talked on a good conversation on that. Uh, and it's a big topic in the, you know, goes well beyond last of us online, of course, for what's going on in the industry. But as we sit here, we're getting ready to uh, you know, come into the tail end of 2023. What's your favorite thing about this year, man? Like talk about favorite experiences, disappointments, how you're feeling going into 2024 gaming in general. How do you think the industry is shaping up at the moment? Liking it, loving it, hating it.
1: This is my favorite year in gaming history, right? So 2023 is the most consistent i can recall gaming being month to month right like just two week differences between real high level single player triple a experiences and rpgs that are my favorite bread and butter and i love that i i i see that progressing into 2024 as well right we've got rebirth we've got um uh yakuza i'm sorry like a dragon uh and Infinite a Wolf, lot of yeah. other games coming out, even in the early part of 2024, that I'm excited about. So, you got yeah, your
0: Suikoden remasters. Sog.
1: Eventually, someday, if Konami ever <laughs> finishes him. Uh, yes, the Suikoden remasters that I was the most excited about for 2023, I'm the most excited about for 2024. <laughs> uh, and the Iyuden Chronicles, which is the Suikoden yeah. spiritual successor, is also supposed to come out next year. So that's a lot of fun stuff for me to be excited about. On top of a Final Fantasy 7 project that is going to be one of my favorites of the year, if it's anything like its predecessor was, and I think it will be. Excellent. So I'm very positive. I'm very optimistic. And yeah, I love the MetaQuest 3. I wasn't expecting to even get a chance to play it this year. So many thanks to my parents for surprising me with one. <laughs> uh, but awesome. uh, uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I couldn't be happier. I know people are upset about the layoffs and kind of the contraction of the industry. I think that's justifiable. I think there was definitely over expenditure and over hiring during the pandemic revenue years. And I think some of that's coming home to roost, but I think at the end of the day, the industry is strong. And after it gets through this kind of pain period, which is not going to end immediately folks, I'm sorry to say, uh, I think things will be very good indeed.
0: Sorry for this. Dan, uh, had a computer issue. said he had to reboot. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, Yeah, I agree with you, Hope. Um, yeah i think um the gaming industry as a whole is is very strong it is very sad and i want to call out you know all the kind of contraction to your point around the we saw with developers what's going on with embracer and some of the studios they have what happened at bungie i mean there's a lot that we can call out here which is very sad to see and you never want to see that but um you know i I think there's a much larger conversation we could have about some of the uh kind of high level corporate stuff in the industry as well but that's a whole different thing but in general 2023 for game delivery i think is widely agreed to be uh if not the best we've ever had definitely the best uh anytime recently it's been absolutely fantastic i have more games than i can play for 2024 i'm i'm hugely hugely pumped i think not only do i live in kind of the live service world nowadays with everything we've talked about the games i play and all the new content that'll come for those um but things like Towerborn, uh we get hellblade 2 finally uh super excited for and um avowed which we've been hearing about for a while right i'm super excited about that so there's there's a lot of good things on deck um and we start the year with suicide squad and infinite wealth to your point and we actually have quite a few release dates now if you go look at 2024 of games that are you know coming out pretty early so the calendar is already stacking up and um I think at this point, you guys disagree with me if you'd like, but I think at this point, the gaming industry is so large and there's so many developers working on so many different projects for so many different platforms that there really are no droughts. It's not like when we were growing up or at least <laughs> Hogan, I growing up compared to Travis, where, you know, there were a couple big games a year and that's what you look forward to. I mean, there really are good games releasing every week or two. Um
1: What's funny right now is, you know, the mid-December, January period, especially when I was younger, was like the absolute desert of games, right? Because you hit that November window, you got out for Christmas, or you didn't. And then yep. I think slowly, even over the course of the past few years, January kind of opened up as a point in time when people were maybe able to make sales. And then that's been a very good time to buy really big games. Yeah. Um, and so I agree with you that it's been very constant. I think the 2023 period between Tears of the Kingdom and Alan Wake 2 might not ever be topped for me personally like in terms Crazy. of the games that released that includes starfield and Baldur's gate three that includes cyberpunk 2.0, which was a massive release for me because it made a game that I didn't yeah. like fun for me. And that's, yeah. that came out of nowhere because I, you hope for those things, but you don't want to hope too hard because it's very rare for a game to change its stripes that much. And that's
0: ongoing game. I mean, <laughs> they, they crushed it. Uh, uh, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen,
1: Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen. Yes, uh, Pikmin Four. I mean, just an incredible yeah. summer of of games, and I really enjoy uh, Avatar. I almost just called it Pandora. I really enjoy Avatar: <laughs> Frontiers of Pandora, uh, which is of course a December release that I've enjoyed uh, for the last few weeks, and I I couldn't be happier this year. Uh, and it was a really nice time for me personally to have a year like that with games because I had so much downtime and needed to work on my hands so much. So from a personal point of view, I'm really excited about 2023 as a games release year.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Travis, Dan, any, any commentary? Go for it, buddy.
3: (laughs) What did he say? Go for it, little buddy. Um, Yeah. Um,
2: 2023, I think is easily the best year for games so far. Uh, and and that's for game releases obviously the stuff surrounding the industry is uh completely a bummer um but you know i i i'm trying to view that separately i'm trying to view it from the the perspective of the player who typically you know is not uh concerning themselves with uh stock prices and and uh uh, layoffs and that sort of thing which um yeah i mean it does affect all of us but yeah the uh from a games perspective purely from a games perspective um is it's it's a fantastic year that said i don't think it's going to be our best year um i think the games industry is still uh in it's in its starter phases i think it, it, we haven't even really begun to tap into our potential um and i think that 2023 is an a huge step in the right direction it means that we're getting even better as an industry i don't have complete confidence that 2024 is going to be bigger or whatever like the next year but i think generally speaking the trend line is going to continue to grow and grow to the point where 2023 uh, maybe 10 15 20 years from now is going to look like uh 2007 does now which is great year for games but comparatively the volume and the ambition and that sort of thing is just nowhere near um and so i'm extremely optimistic about where we're going i hope that some good comes of the industry turbulence whether it's 69 billion dollar acquisitions or layoffs sometimes these things have a way of creating new opportunities for new studios and developers that were laid off starting their own thing and yada yada Um, and so some some of that can be um positive uh and i i think that that i i hope that that will will manifest sooner rather than later Um, but yeah, I, I, I love, uh, a lot of the games that came out this year, um, getting to review a ton of them and preview a ton of them was, was, uh, just a a lot of fun, even though not all of the games I previewed and reviewed were good. Um, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) I, I think we've only just begun, man. Yeah. Very optimistic about where we're, where we're headed as an industry.
3: Nice. I mean, I, this, I usually play about three games, like new games every year. (laughs) <laughs> that's usually all I get to do. Uh, I mean, not, That's all I usually want to do anyway. This year it was like 12, you know, and I finished quite
0: a bit of them, if not all. Yeah, because you put serious time into some of those games.
3: I mean, you know, Hitman 3, still my number one play game uh, in terms of hours. Which Is, is that insane. real yeah. this year? Yeah. Just over Baldur's Gate 3 on PlayStation. Actually, actually, really?
2: Well, I think that's what, what about Horizon Forbidden no, West?
3: No, that that was, was last year. That was last year. The the DLC I might have been—I don't know when when that was—but anyway, yeah, it was. uh, Baldur's Gate 3 might have been number one because I played it also on Steam. Uh, So combined, that one's probably number one. But Hitman was still like 257 hours or something ridiculous. (laughs) And then actually following that one, the third one was Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Go figure. Had no idea. Really? Yeah, that's what I play now. And likes to
1: stomp through the jungle.
3: Yeah, I, I enjoy just like the comfort food. That's that's my wheelhouse. But you know, there was like Hogwarts this year and two like a drag, you know, games basically, Asian and, you know, Man Who Raises Name. Yeah, we've we got started. that
1: English dub. Are you are you downloading yeah, that, Dad? Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's do it. We've <laughs> ready to hop in finally. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm including. finally going to play it now that I've got English dubbing. Like me, too. What is wrong with you guys?
2: I mean, you guys can complain, but you got two people that wouldn't have played the game probably without it, so shouldn't you be in favor of it even if you don't use it?
3: No, because I feel like it'll bring your experience down and you will like it less. So that's just (laughs) I guarantee you it will not bring my experience down. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Mm. Hmm. anyway, yeah, I think it brings my experience down more than hearing uh, unintelligible words to my ears and then having to
3: read for 50 hours. It sounds terrible, yeah hmm yep okay anyway <laughs> anyway it was, a great, it was a good year I mean it was it was an amazing year I mean it's probably the top you know I thought 2018 was great but uh you know this one is probably better yeah and just the terms of big AAA releases kind of everybody was kind of hitting you know for the most part and it was you know we got a lot a lot of just good stuff. Stuff that I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting Hogwarts to be as good as it was. Or... Hogwarts was fantastic, man. Wait, my, wait,
2: fiance's, my fiance's number one game played this year was Hogwarts Legacy. Was Hogwarts? I that don't was up me. there
0: too yeah. with me. Yeah, that's probably number there's one. a lot there. Yeah, yeah. Big game. So um yeah, fantastic. I uh yeah, I I mean I echo all the same sentiments. Um I, I am a Diablo stand. So you said it's funny when you were talking, Hogue, you said you, you're at nine days. If I heard you correctly on Diablo. So I thought to myself, you still haven't caught me then. Uh, Cause I know even in the, even though I stopped playing it in like August, I'm already over 300 hours. I think I just played the living hell out of that game.
1: I would have um, to go look at what the Xbox says right now, but I think it's nine days and then the, the hour count. Yeah. Well, what if game? you guys want
0: to, if you guys want a real laugh on the Xbox summary, so played this year, this year in 2023, 741 hours of Halo. That's insane. So, yeah. So I that, think I, that sounds like a lot. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what it says. So um, but yeah, great year. I'm I'm really excited to going back to your point, Travis, because I think you said it well, is like the industry really as a as a medium, or not the industry, but the the medium is still really in its infancy. And it's evolving in ways that uh, I think are really going to be transformative here in the coming years. Um, I I work in the space with kind of like voice recognition and AI as that's kind of evolving rapidly right now. And I, I, P- the conversation with AI, and we won't get into this now. I'm looking forward to talking about it next year with you guys. But the conversation with AI right now is around like taking the writing jobs and those types of things. And that's a very, that is an aspect, but it's a shallow aspect of what AI can do for video games. And I think that. Um, I'm really excited on the other end to see what AI could do in terms of kind of like procedural generation for kind of like quests and conversational type things and making characters really feel alive and different from one another. And there's so many opportunities long-term for what can be done in these games that we've, you know, you think about the old Bioware system or whatever company you want to throw out there of like, here's your three choices, select your response, and you know, then it's programmed to do something. And thinking about that actually being Semi intelligent and able to kind of create things, you know, interactions that are unique as you play is super super exciting to me, and I I really look forward to those possibilities. Um, Speaking
2: of AI, the finals uses
1: AI.
0: It does, yeah, for voices. So, well, generative
1: AI on the fly is one thing. I'm I'm hearing of developers using it essentially as their toolkit for generating of design in the house, right? Where you you have a, a generative AI build a hundred levels and then figure out what's good about those and use that as jumping off points to make level design and to improve mm-hmm. your experience in a game from something that can generate a thousand of something and work from there right that that's not your experience as a player with ai but the actual process of developing these games yeah. should be improved by tools of those types as well Robo- yeah I mean, we've
2: have a lot to benefit from that procedural generation
0: yeah. yeah and we've talked a lot about like i said we this is a big topic right so i think it'll be a fun thing to talk about a lot next year but i to your point hope we've talked a lot about um development costs right and that the staff and stuff needed and not the cutback on staff but to your point if it can kind of build that foundation and then kind of refine it and hone it right the people can so there's a lot there but yeah about finals i'm digging into that travis because i want to check that out more mm-hmm. so apparently what they did is they they had voice actors they did all the voice recording and did everything and then they basically use ai with their voices to expand upon it so they can say additional things that weren't necessarily recorded which is kind of an interesting way to approach it but um anyway i yeah i i really like where the industry is going and i i think that the gaming experiences we're going to continue to get uh are just going to continue to blow us away and i really hope by time i'm 70 and 80 i can be in you know ready player one world and just disappear into a fantasy world not be good to go i'll just lay in a chair all day and be in a different world so i'm excited about that
1: uh, um, there's grandpa aynes that's me yeah yeah this got
0: his helmet a, don't touch him he's in he's oh in you're gonna be
2: like the uh the grandpa forever. from uh star wars holiday special with this helmet on
0: what star wars that? holiday special what is it? <laughs> you don't
1: reach you don't remember that
2: yeah he, I, I, uh, I have it. to say
1: i don't remember that well okay Years yeah so ago. uh uh
2: chewbacca's chewbacca's grandpa or his dad I yeah know. the old the old wookie he he like he gets as a gift a virtual reality headset and he puts it on and he's just sitting there like going mm, <laughs> you know because that is that, uh, that 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 entire special and then the thing he does in vr is he watches like a famous singer like basically do like asmr porn to him and so like he's sitting in the living room basically like watching porn we're still on the star wars
0: holiday special (laughs) yeah
2: this happens in the holiday special it's unbelievable guys you know i remember
1: remember arthur
2: I, i remember uh boba fett cartoon boba fett cartoon is the only good part of that special and then the rest of it is like really perplexing ideas Watching a an elderly Wookiee enjoy VR pornography was not on my <laughs> list of things I thought I would see in that. And but yet you somehow. shared it with us.
0: Uh, and no, I it with and now I'm downloading something I didn't expect I'd be watching. There you before. go.
2: Yeah. Time so. to <laughs> what is
0: happening? <laughs> uh,
2: you guys haven't seen a Star Wars holiday special. That's a classic. I haven't seen it for
0: years. Yeah. I
1: mean, you I mean, it. A long it was like time banned ago. when I was a kid. I mean, I don't think yeah. you can see it anywhere.
2: Yeah, you had, get, you had to get you had to get VHSs. I had a I had a VHS that had, was a copy of a copy of a copy when I was really young. <laughs> I, that's Come my uh, tradition, by the way. I don't do anything during the holidays, and I'm usually alone, so I watch the Star Wars holiday special. That's my that's my mm. Christmas or whatever. I'm sorry, Travis. It. It's great. That's it's really great. Weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um. like a
2: slap in the face, but through film you know what i mean wake really, wakes wakes, you up watching wake you, you, know. you up realize you know it's not all so bad in my life i didn't i wasn't involved in making this
0: hmm. um you guys think we get a uh you think we get the new switch next year
1: no um i mean i i i've said yes for like three years so why change now <laughs> me too actually yeah
0: i'm, I'm with oak yeah
1: answer, <laughs> i'm gonna say no I have no idea. idea
0: i know no, none either. of us do yeah. that's the point
3: yeah,
2: I'll Don't say, go Travis
0: on me now. I'll just say yes. Okay. What's wrong That's with you right. people?
2: God, you guys are just, you, every year, this is the year dad's going to come home with the milk. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like,
1: just give up, dude. He's you not, think I would have learned my lesson. <laughs> now, wait yeah, a minute, dude. Travis. You have to admit that the the Switch does appear to be running out of runway on both game release announcements and overall uptake in the market.
2: I will admit that if you ever get drafted to the NBA father, will finally come home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the only circumstance in which you're going to see that man ever again. So good. Enjoy. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's going to come eventually, but I just, I don't think we're as close as other people are because if you look at the switches year, why would you think
0: that they need a new switch?
1: <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: Well, okay. I'm at
1: a years, a long time.
0: Yeah. True. Do you think uh, we get the PS five pro?
2: I think both of those things happen in 2025, and I think maybe okay. the PS5 Pro is a tie-in with the uh, GTA 6 and the what that game is going to need. Um, but we have we have some ambitious games
1: coming out in 2025. I think that's the year for both of those consoles.
3: Okay. Mm.
1: Oh, that might be the first PlayStation I don't get if it's released in 24 or 25. I don't know.
0: Okay. Interesting, Dan. Yeah, I would say I'm going to say. Holidays, next holiday. Yeah, next holiday. Yeah. Sure. yeah, I am too. We get the PS5 Pro next year.
3: Yeah, maybe November. I think yeah. I released something with it though,
0: or you know.
3: Yeah, that's my. The Last of Us <laughs> Two <laughs> you, you re- really Remastered Remake. With no,
2: with no content plan for it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Last of Us two, two is
0: February. Last of Us Two Remaster Remake is November. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this point, uh, really happening? no he's making up the well, i'm not even gonna say, no. I'm not gonna say no i'm not gonna say no maybe <laughs> um
2: no I, I i think uh yeah i mean they they maybe they learned from the psvr2 that you should have some content before you launch your console i don't yeah. know
0: psvr2 i mean again i think we've had that conversation Kind of unique content, right? Uh, yeah, games unique. continue to release for it, but it's just it's content you can get elsewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's quest cast offs for the most part. I, I mean, I yeah. still like it, but yeah, that's what I it is. Uh,
0: all right, let's catch up on these super chats.
3: Burf sure, burf ninety, like that name. The ten dollars super chat. Uh, why do developers waste so much time on remasters of old games? Uh, do most players really buy a game again just to because the new version is prettier? Uh, or am I missing something else in the remasters? I, would, I, mean, uh, like it,
1: it, I mean, I think you're you're skipping a base when, with your assumption that everybody already owns something like The Last of Us Part Two, right? So a lot of people own it, but not everybody. And certainly the HBO series has broken into a what Sony has to be considering a new market of potential purchasers. So that's a new product for them and people who... May not know video gaming that well, or just not understand how long ago it came out. Don't want to necessarily buy a four-year-old game. And so are told, Hey, before season two, buy part two remaster. This is all up to speed with whatever the current gen is. Yeah. Does, does that work ultimately? I don't know. I mean, I think last was part I one remaster say, made some money. Yeah. I would say even if it's, uh, I the, I think the main driving factor is
2: yes, Hoag's correct that there's a lot of people who haven't played those games, but also it just takes a lot less resources and time and money to remaster something you've already made, and so it's an easy, easier way than making a new completely uh, new game that requires years and tons of investment to create, uh, to just you know, uprez something you've already made and sell it again. So why wouldn't you?
0: I think I think the market itself answers this question, right um the answer has to be yes because we continue to get them so they're not making those if they're not making money um it's just the nature of the market so it is it is kind of crazy i think at a time but um it's obviously working so i don't think we're going to see those slow down anytime soon to be honest with you uh birth yeah, yeah, and birth well,
3: like resident evil ahead, 4 remake right like i mean it's not really a remaster but it's game of, the year. game of the year right i mean it's 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 or at least nominated for it so we're gonna do it, yeah. you know. People want it, and the people, and if you do it with like the right games, I think it's fine. I think if you, you know, there's there's a, you know, I'm sure these companies go in and like, is there a is there a need or a, you know is there a want from the community for these kind of games like Parasite Eve? Please, somebody, I don't care who it is.
0: <laughs> I know, feel or, like or, Dan and I have been asking for that since we started <laughs> the show. That's like the
3: one remake because I'm usually on this bandwagon. Like, come on, man, we, we That's don't right.
1: need Bitcast where yeah. Anthem and Parasite Eve love lives. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that is that
2: is exclusive to season gaming, I guess. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm right. just
1: trying. I don't, I don't going up
0: the charts, remakes.
3: boys. I feel like companies, yeah. I'd rather see them go forward and, and, and push the envelope and try new stuff instead of going back and doing these things. And I, I feel like it almost is you know kind of a waste. But it's also going to make money. And it's like Travis said, it's really easy to do. It's a good way to maybe supplement other projects that you have coming up, you know, with just the money that, you know, you can make on yeah. adding a new mode and, you know, upres and everything. So, you know, it makes sense. I'm going to pay for the you know, the $10 or whatever it is to upgrade the new thing because it's not that well, much. There you go.
1: And you know, and $10 yeah. isn't much for the individual player, but that can add up. Sure. or yeah. even the base that already has Last of Us.
0: Yeah. yeah. By the way, yeah, just well. uh, Anthem is love. Remember is. that. Remember that. Uh, uh yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> look, enjoy your Anthem memories. I'm glad you have them. I'm glad you have this positive, warm feeling towards that game. I think uh, unfortunately its existence is part of the reason why we don't hear about bioware games super often. But hey,
0: I agree. You, about, know, you know why I
1: agree. Talk about studios doing
2: things
0: they didn't want to do. Mm. Yes, and doing them. Yeah, okay. We'll move on. We've talked about that enough.
3: Sid, Sid, another
0: hundred rupees. Thank
3: you. Uh for some end of your fun. What is the one title release this year that you'd reschedule in hindsight, uh, personally? Jedi Survivor for obvious reasons. That's a good Spider-Man one. Spider Man too. But you would reschedule that to like never. So, I mean, I, mean, I mean, think that's it needs really... rework.
1: I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, right? Twenty twenty three. one of the things I I loved the most about this year is that nothing disappointed. Right. Final Fantasy 16 surprised me with how much I liked it. Diablo 4 surprised me with how much I liked it. The only exception to that for my year, and I was in a very positive frame of mind when it came out, was Spider-Man 2. So I would move it out of 2023 and keep the year unblemished. (laughs) Keep the year
3: unblemished. It was so weird. He just, I he he just took eugenics to the
2: 2023. This is crazy, dog. Right. The, oh.
0: the, best, the best part of the, the this is the Super Chat starts with, for some end of the year fun. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, <laughs> Spider-Man ruined 2023. At the end of the Ruin year is fun. We need
3: to get these
1: parasites among us <laughs> out of our oh, man. I wish I liked it. I really like the first two Spider-Man games. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: Why well, I, I was taking this a little differently. Like, because if I answer it like you, Hogue, my answer would actually be Starfield, as I've said before, for them to kind of rethink some of that design. But I think I was taking this question as just moving it because maybe it came out at a time you didn't really have time to play. You know what I mean? Just just pure release date move. But um, I don't know what that would be for me. That honestly. would be
3: your Starfield would be mine. I mean, literally, if they moved it to like December, it would have been perfect for me because that's when I started playing it. Okay. Excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, because that's when... That's right when Baldur's Gate released for the PS5. That was also mm-hmm. cyberpunk territory, you know, so it kind of yeah. hit right there for me. And I feel like Starfield's a game that should be given its, you know, proper due. I, yeah. You know, you, you got to really have the time to put into that stuff. And that's some of the reason I pushed it back so far.
0: Actually, I'll go Starfield, too, because you, you reminded me that I the reason I stopped playing Starfield was I not out of disappointment was that I had to review Phantom Liberty. Yeah. So, and then by time I got back into Cyberpunk 2.0 and Phantom Liberty and, you know, it just, you kind of move on from the mentality of the game you were in. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you.
3: I mean, yeah, aside from Avatar, I mean, really, you didn't have a whole lot of big hitters, you know, this month. So, I mean, it's it would have been a perfect kind of end of the year game, I think, for a lot of people. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Got one, Travis? Yeah. I mean, there's a
3: lot. Of, I, I would probably
2: do it for the reason of game got overlooked because it came out when it came out. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there were a lot of games like that this year. So it's hard to pick just one that I feel like a lot of people didn't really play, didn't play. But I know I talk about remnant Two a lot. That's probably one that maybe didn't come out at the best possible time. Um, There's gotta be others, but yeah, I I feel like a lot of games meet this criteria this year.
1: If I was looking for a game like that, I would, I would move immortals out. I really yeah want that's a good one that's a good one it's a good yeah.
2: one yeah that game got crushed i can't even remember what it came alongside um or just to be petty i'd move baldur's gate 3 back to its original release date because remember they came out early because of starfield and i i don't think that ended up being necessary <laughs> <laughs> although it is funny it is <laughs> funny to think that how, how many people cleared the the playing field for that one
0: yeah yeah um thank you sid shout out to katie Member comments says: I agree with Oak. Diablo Four is fun, not perfect.
2: Nine three, out of ten three. IGN. Stand by that. I don't. I don't care what anybody thinks. That awesome. I love
1: Diablo Four. I would not. I would not tell anybody that I think it's perfect. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And then uh, let's get to some of these uh, end of holiday messages here.
3: All right, burf again. It's the best name. Uh, ten dollars. Uh, I uh, probably won't make it next week. Neither, Neither will, will we. we. Yeah, if you're streaming, <laughs> missed the uh, beginning of the stream, so I don't know. So I hope all of you and your viewers have a great holiday. Is hoping 2024 is even better for gaming. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Positive vibes. For... Definitely, yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Positive vibes. Don't get your hopes up.
2: <laughs> next year, I don't have a ton. I think 2025 might be great, but next year, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Uh, ah, no, nah. It's gonna be good. Berf, thank you very much for the super chats. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the kind message. Appreciate you. We got a few of these member comments in the same vein as well. So,
3: Yeah, Midnight Drury, a uh, member for 13 months, wishing everyone the happiest of holidays. Thank you, thank you. Church. Always appreciate awesome. you. Christy. Christy, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, to you also, Christy. Thank you very much. Yep.
0: I like the black hat, by the way, too.
3: That was two in a row. Ah, hello, darkness, my yeah, old friend. Cat's ever. <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. Be safe and enjoy. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Oh, absolutely. We just got a fresh one popping fresh in. Fresh one.
3: Mantha Johnny. Happy holidays, all. Is that another cat. What's with all yeah, these? Yeah, we cats? got lots of
0: cat. We got <laughs> people like <gasps> cats. Oh my gosh! All right. Uh, thank you all so much, um, guys before we say our holiday messages here, anything you want to, uh, any other topic on gaming 2023, 2024,
3: you want to mention? No, oh, man. I think, I thank you, you guys for letting me hang out with you every day or week, whenever I show up. So it's been awesome. <laughs> every uh, day. I'm glad we're, I'm, I'm glad. Well, I'm, you know, every yeah, Sunday. These are fun conversations. Yeah. These are always good They're You know, I'm glad that the four of us get to do this and you know, every week it's been awesome year. I'm, excited we what number what, what number are we on 277 277 we yeah. We have hit hit 300. 300
0: next year next year just so you guys
2: crazy. know Crazy. every every uh long-running podcast i've been on i i join the show later and then we reach episode 300 and then the show gets canceled forever so i
3: feel it might be a good prepare time for to that know. to be our
2: last show
0: yeah we'll just, I, we'll already, just plan I already it have it here. planned yeah
2: and these are these are shows with major followings too. Fire Team Chat, dude. I joined that show and then we got to three hundred and they were like, oh, we can't take Travis and they just canceled. The whole show. That was the most listened to podcast at IGN. I don't know.
0: You've been here for a while now. Well, you know, it's we've got yeah. But you
2: can see the, the
3: they've had enough of me. Look at the comments. <laughs> they're, over there. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're ready. Yeah, thank you guys and and thank you to everybody that tunes in. You know, I'm a very you know low profile guy. I don't really like throwing stuff out really? there so much. So yeah, I don't. I don't. want a big. Like like I don't like to like throw all my info out there on the <laughs> interweb. So I mean, it's it's nice to have a small group of people, you know. But it, it grew so much. It was kind of you know it was kind of nerve wracking. I could be I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It was you know usually it was we used to be like hey there's like ten people watching. This is crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> you Remember that?
1: And and now that. it's you know yep.
3: well over hundreds and and. I would have never thought we would be where we're at. Right. And this is probably good enough. So please don't tell anybody else about this amazing <laughs> show. You've, that's not the official. I think we've hit my limit. Yeah. <laughs> that is not, not the, the official, official word of the message. cast. No, just, just for me, <laughs> me, you know, that's, this is it. I'm, 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 I'm at my limit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, yeah, I, I, uh, I'll say my piece. So, um, I I said this a couple weeks ago as I kind of looked at the data for 2023 and as we're closing out the year, it is pretty crazy to Dan's point. Like now, I think I said two weeks ago, we were over 300,000 combined views and listens on both channels and and audio listens for the year. So we're obviously whatever right now, 320-ish. And it's uh, kind of wild to think about because to Dan's point way back, you know, six years ago now, which is crazy to think when we were early on in the show, uh, yeah, I mean, like most podcasts, there were 10 people watching, you know what I mean? So it is it is nuts how this show has grown in the community has been amazing. It's great to have uh, to help Hogue out. I know, obviously, Hogue. you know, it's been a very tough year for you. And uh, I was I was very happy that we could start this co-broadcasting thing. And I think like the community, the four of us and the community have kind of really kind of gelled and melded together really well. And it's become honestly, I look forward to this every week. Um, I really do. Cause I love chatting games with you guys. We have a lot of fun. Community's fantastic. We don't get any of the nonsense here. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a joy. So thank you all. The support's crazy too. Like you guys are amazing in terms of how you support both channels and the show and show up and, you know, tied with the picks and um, shout out to squirrel, by the way. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, it's a shame that we, we lost Much her. Missed. Yeah. Uh, severely missed. And, um, you know, just it's, it's community. Um, so I could ramble on about this. I won't, I promise. But uh fantastic community. So thank you all so much. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to next year. And uh, a couple of weeks off will be good. I'm going to miss talking to you guys, but it's a busy time in my career work and busy time in general. And it's going to be nice to just take a break and not think about it for a couple of weeks and just veg out with some games on the side. Probably way too many shooters. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to coming back uh, next year and having another great year. So.
1: Yeah, should be fun. And it's been a wild year for me, certainly. I have way too many people to thank about all this, but I have told you guys this story. I still remember I was in my hospital bed. I was on too many drugs to even remember most of the day. And I got to see you guys do a bit cast with me in the hospital and Travis making fun of me and all (laughs) felt normal, right? All felt right in the world in a way that it hadn't been in the very alternative universe of being essentially trapped in a hospital. Right. And I I love my hospitals, but they're a little bit like prisons, right? There was an alarm if I shifted on my bed too much. So, I mean, like seeing Travis make fun of my brain from (laughs) my, uh, from an iPad was the, the sense of normalcy I needed. So thank you, BitCast. Thank you everybody that supports us here. Thank you all the people that saved my life. 2023 is a year like no other for me. And I am so happy to be here and be able to have these conversations with all of you.
3: Yeah, let's not start the year off that way again, please.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. no, I mean, oh, oh, one of the is my anniversary the next
0: couple of weeks. Rest. My is yeah. in
1: two weeks, right? Like, yeah, that's all of my doctors are like, that's going to be a big day for you, and I was like, okay, let's, let's yeah. hope that that's all right.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. I mean, it was, it was awesome to see you. Just, just it's wild whole journey, Honestly. man. It's crazy it's wild go
0: back go back and watch the first bitcast which is a great moment by the way when you surprised us that day and showed up randomly after you know kind of beginning your recovery um but go back and watch even that six months ago eight months ago whenever that whatever episode that was Yeah,
1: Um, i think it's is it february or march yeah it's it's one march i think
0: yeah um it's wild to see your your transformation from then to now man i mean it really is so it's awesome Um, I was happy
1: to do it. I still remember telling my wife, I think I'm going to join them. She's like, what? I was like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) they're on. I think I'm going to pop in.
0: (laughs) It It was super fun because, like I said, so if you don't know how this works, admins can see the behind the stage, basically. So I saw Hogue pop in. Dan and Travis didn't. And so that's why you, you can see, see my face. reaction yeah. immediately, like what what's going on. And then, you know, it was, it was just a great moment. I, in fact, I think I have it clipped out, obviously, somewhere. I'm going to put it up as a short on the channel just to, to kind of save it for all time, if you will, because yeah. it was great.
1: So. Well, I'm super appreciative of you guys and all the help that so many people have put forth <clears> to <throat> me and my family this year. I can't even tell you how how much was made possible by all of your well wishes and good feelings and support and memberships and shared memberships and everything else you've done for so long. I really appreciate it. Yep. Great. Well, I hate, I'd hate to follow
2: that. Yeah, I'm um, here. Yeah, right, I, Travis. I feel like we should have saved Hogue for last because I'm just I'm like, man, I don't
3: know. Was round handy. us out, Travis. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, what a good year for me. I did 26 reviews.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I think. Look, I, I think it was a great year for um, the games industry partially because it was a great year for us. Like we were part of that, you know, a small part, yeah. but we, we were part of the reason that 2023 was so memorable, whether it was uh, Hogue going through um, something that was terrible. But ultimately, I think um, helped my perspective, Hogue, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but helped him realign some of the priorities in his life and gain perspective and also help a cause for people that. Uh, or might go through the same thing that he went through. So, you know, I, if everything happens for a reason, if you live your life by that philosophy, I think Hogue made a really positive impact uh, in an area that, that needs, needs impact. Um, so do the rest of us, right? Like, um, I, think, I think the, the bit cast served a really great purpose. Um, I guess my contribution to that would be, um, you know, showing that uh, sometimes a, a joke in a dark moment can be a good thing. That's certainly how I sure. live my life. Um, and I hope to be doing more of that, how I plan on spending the, the break, catching up on games. I'm done with all my reviews for the year. So I'm just going to play just for the love of the game. I'm probably going to do some comedy. I've got some, some time, uh, just go to go do some shows. Um, and, uh, this is a quieter time of year for me. So, um, you know, writing and, and hanging out and just recharging for the battle that is ahead in 2024 because wow, why would you talk about
0: d in your marriage that way well. i know
2: i am getting married next year i guess that's kind of a big deal for me uh, so <laughs> it seems back, like a good milestone we'll see how that turns out i i think she's pretty <laughs> over me but we'll you know still going through with the i don't know what's up with that is she
0: on episode 300 yet because
2: yeah, no, I think episode 300 is going to, she's going to be tapping out on that one for sure. Um, so
1: there's still time there's to get there. out. There's still time to get out. Yeah, there is. There is
2: for sure. Yeah. No, I got her trapped, dude. Yeah. She can't, she can't, she has nowhere to go. <laughs> 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 can't escape. Uh, no, she's great. She's great in all seriousness. Um, yeah. So good, good year. Ains, I'm excited for our cooking thing. Um, yeah it'd be fun stuff i've got coming up all i'm playing sea of thieves or not sea of Thieves, skull and bones right now so i got a preview of that yeah, next yeah week. i saw that's out um yeah i'm Keep playing I'm it's playing a real now. game it is a real game i'm playing it right now i played six i hours have seen some people minutes.
0: talk about it pretty positively yeah. i think it's all right
2: yeah it's it's not bad so far Let's so see. far so good yeah. um but yeah that's the only other thing i'm working on this year and then my first review next year is <laughs> uh Powell world which is the Pokemon Gun Game? Pokemon can, with
0: guns. Let's I'm go very on.
2: excited to see if that's good. I have no idea, <laughs> uh, but it just looks absolutely insane. So, look, next year is already looking like it's going to be um, very fun.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. So with that, uh, I want to call out Shush. Shush is always, uh, always around, always supporting, always making us laugh. So gifted five memberships over at Hoglaw. Thank you, Shush. You're awesome. Awesome. And Shush. a couple more. Uh, Member holiday comments as well.
3: Yeah, from Aaron. Happy Christmas to all. Thank you so much.
0: Happy Christmas. Hey, we
3: got we got doodles. Those are doodles. I've got two doodles. I know
0: doodles. <laughs> oh, so. in the picture, I didn't. I didn't know in what you picture, were talking about. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? We have Sometimes doodles?
3: I don't know. You got doodles? Yeah. At least one doodle. Uh, Can't tell. By the way, it,
0: only because some Americans don't know this, but yes, in in Europe, like in England, you say Happy Christmas, not Merry Christmas. So.
1: I've seen Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean some people don't oh, know really? you know
0: exactly uh gracefully insane how about
3: Mary yuletide greetings to all where's that there from? you go
0: let's do that too let's do yeah. it too
3: a Dutch like Pennsylvania Dutch <laughs> no?
0: Pennsylvania Dutch I don't know what that is. oh man well thank with you, that gracefully uh, insane. yes thank you with that I think we will go ahead and close 2023 out boys. Um, it has been a joy as we have already just all said, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Uh, it's always fun. Just as a reminder, as we close here, we will be off a couple weeks. We are back January 7th. So that Sunday we'll be back. That will also be our questions episode for the panel. We should have a lot of fun with it coming back to kick off 2024. If you want to leave a question for us, question any type, leave a comment, join the season gaming discord, which is in the uh, description or DM me last resort, Please um but just <laughs> just go ahead and find a way to do that uh like i said we've got some good ones already we're gonna have a lot of fun with it so please feel free to jump in on that uh stay tuned for travis's and i cook off that's the week of christmas so the week of the 25th we should be posting that video should be a lot of fun we'll see what happens are you
1: churning butter what was that i i don't know what that was <laughs>
2: <laughs> macaroni in a pot i don't know what we got don't
0: know. it'll have some weird name but it'll just be macaroni. you know diablo world <laughs> Um, other than that, I am good to go. Guys, anything else you would like to shout out? Hogue, I'll pass to you because you had Lawyers and Dragons yesterday. So I did have mind. Lawyers
1: and Dragons. And it's so nice to have so many wonderful people to engage with on such a regular basis. So if you're interested in seeing Lawyers act super goofy, do check out the tape of that video. Because we were at maximum goofy <laughs> levels yesterday. Uh, and I think it was a great deal of fun. And I think it will be a regular...
0: careful Feature
1: on our channel a regular feature on our channel i just wanted the right word words come maybe sometimes a little slower
0: (laughs) cool very cool but
1: no i'm i'm super happy about it and yeah i'm super happy about getting back to a schedule of content on my channel it's been a long time coming for me personally and i know folks are always very gracious with me and resting and i've been doing a better job of that this year but i really want to get back to doing a lot more of what I really love to do. And so it's nice to have that back on the channel. And it's nice to see people responding to that back on the channel. So come visit us. We love to have you. Uh, And uh, I'm looking forward to season Bitcast in 2024. Hopefully with a little less drama early in the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be hard to have more. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Uh, Shout out to Katendra on the Hope Channel. Um, They said that BitCast 238 is the episode where oh, nice. Hoag first reappears. So you can go find that and check it out. Um I it's think like Sasquatch.
2: The episode is <laughs> a first wild, wild Hoag <laughs> sighting. Wild Hoag oh, yeah. sighting.
0: Yeah. Um, Dude, he would Travis. be a pretty good blur. <laughs> pretty good blur. Yeah. Hoag out Hogue, of focus. You, I could see it. H- Hoag, how is uh, how's Gingerbread Man doing? I think, you know, is he nearby? Oh, I, you know,
1: I don't have him in the room oh. with me. So oh, Gingy's, Gingy's back hitting me in the face. in in my bed gingy Gingy.
0: (laughs) gingerbread man
1: yeah you're right guys
2: he's not terrifying (laughs) (laughs) you're right the guy who stays in Hogue's bed and beats him up and has no face I'm the weird one you know it's totally normal (laughs) I'll say
1: this Travis makes me laugh every week so (laughs) (laughs) Travis
0: shout it out man
2: uh, yeah, I, I got skull and Bones. I, I kind of, I thought we already did that, but yeah, skull and bones, uh preview this week, please watch my Asgard's wrath two review. If you own a meta quest, 2 or meta quest three, uh, get that game. If you don't have that game and you own a meta quest two. send me a DM because I might be able to help you out. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's what I got going on. And then I'm, I'm just chilling for the rest of the year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention. I also reviewed, okay. um, Resident Evil four remake VR mode. Um, which I gave an eight out of 10. Um, it's uh, basically a, it is Resident Evil remake. So it's great. But the fact that is a th- third person game in first person, whenever you do something like a roundhouse kick, it puts you back in third person and puts you back in Leon's head is a little jarring and weird and makes it very clear. This game was not designed for VR. And so that has some, uh, some weirdness to it, but uh, yeah, you can watch that as well. That went live on Friday.
1: I'm sorry. Gingy has walked in.
2: Oh, no, oh, Gingy. Oh, God.
1: We got face yet? No. Oh, God.
3: God. Why? It is team, man. It looks just like him.
0: Oh, I think Elu said last week, why does that football have a body?
2: <laughs> I, hate I hate it. The fact that it's on his lap, too. It just makes it worse. It makes it worse. I don't like it. This is the kind of content
1: you can only get here. That's
0: right. Well, this is the big cast. Thank you for everything. Oh uh, oh, that's good stuff. All right. We're seriously out of here. We're going to go enjoy the holidays. I hope ever, all of you do as well. Uh, whatever you're up to, take some time off, hopefully get some rest, play some great games, and uh, we will see you in a couple weeks. Uh, thank you for everything you do for us. Until then, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays in all forms, and uh, Happy New Year to you. We will see you in a few weeks. Until then.
3: Ham still sucks.